0: Hello and welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined, as always, by just Johnny. How you doing, buddy? doing great how are you doing i'm we're doing okay are doing all right if this is your first time listening to the show this is the show from SwitchRPG.com where we bring you the latest and the greatest of nintendo switch rpg news obviously it's in it's in the title right this week we had a lot of new game announcements so the majority of this episode will probably be dedicated to that but we got some news in here uh don't you worry about a thing and then uh yeah, what are you what are you what are you playing, Johnny? What are hmm. you playing? I'm looking Oh at, man. I look okay, I am looking at the show notes. It's like a power up. law
1: Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, first so I finished some games. Okay. Alright. So as I mentioned uh last time, I finished Final Fantasy VII remake. All right? And I kind of said a lot of stuff there. Uh so I'll just kind of continue off of what I said before. So if you want to get my full gist, then go back to what I said, you know, last episode about Final Fantasy VII. I will now uh, just talk about, uh, I'm not going to say what the ending was, but I will say, you know, the ending has actually caused my opinion of the game to drop. Oh What? My my end, my end (laughs) sort of final score, uh, I think we're like, I said I was like low eights or something like that. I'm now a high sevens.
2: What? How is that? that?
1: how does that change the ending that's how cuz i actually beat the game okay and what they did for the ending was completely unnecessary and ruins the story in a dramatic way it showed no sign of restraint from the developer side it felt entirely like fan service and yeah. and kind of it ruins stuff and you kind of realize like hey this was, it's very clear that this was me- meant to be more, there there, there were should have been more to this game, right? It's not a holistic case closed story. Well, whatsoever. I mean,
0: well, I mean the, the game itself is episodic. So, yeah.
1: Right, right. I totally get it, right? this I, I forgot if they classified it as part one or chapter one or whatever. It might have been called part one, um, remake part one or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever it's called, but I get that. But because of that ending, Whew. yeah, it dampened things, and look, it's very high sevens very high sevens and I could kind of be argued to like low eights, but yeah it is a that ending is a major that's one of the worst parts of the game. just how they handled it Wow I'm not saying the execution was bad, but the fact that the design the the fact that they inserted that in there was a very bad idea
0: all right now now i gotta I gotta see what what metacritic has and the user score is an eight the metacritic is an 87
1: yep so i mean you know, i'm not too far i'm not i'm not i'm not going beyond 10 points i mean it ju-
0: no no you're not going beyond 10 points but it, it could just be that you value certain things over other things you know um, yeah, quality <laughs> or or fan service maybe that's something that really
2: no,
1: no. I, I never you. played i never played the original so i'm not a I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy. I, I appreciate some Final Fantasy games. I'm not,
0: I'm not saying maybe – well, you did mention fan service. Maybe you, there was fan service in there and that's – Oh, seems... it, is. it right. is. But
1: I am aware of it, right? So I, I had lengthy discussions with my brother. Now, my brother is a huge Final Fantasy uh, fan, and one of his favorites is Final Fantasy VII. So this was like lots of back-and-forth discussion. I've had like hour-long discussions or multi-hour-long discussions with my brother – because he beat it, and then I beat it, and then we talked about it, and yeah they they messed up. <laughs> they messed up hard, uh, but don't forget, I appreciate quality, and there are quality issues in this game, as I mentioned before, right? there's some segments where animations are like they're they're stilted or they are on hold. You have to like wait five seconds before something actually triggers or happens, okay. They, it's not a fully polished game, so there there's some quality issues there. I also mentioned like camera issues stuff that. Anyway, that's my last little tidbit on Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, it hasn't soured things so much that I wouldn't play Part Two, so I will say that. Good. And I'm hoping that Part Two is going to be a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll improve upon um, some of the issues you had, like your camera controls, your and whatever the animations going on
1: Yeah. There. I I just don't know where they're going to go with the story because they did some stupid stuff. (laughs) They did some (laughs) stupid stuff. All right. So I finally, finally finished. Tactics Ogre let us cling together. Oh, man.
0: Well, the last time we talked, I thought you were like halfway through.
1: I was, uh, I was almost done last time we talked, but okay. almost done on a game that took me 160 hours to complete. That's insane. So, Fire Emblem, three houses length.
2: <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> look, this was me playing, so if it was like Geo, it would only be like 80 or 100 hours. But for me, it took 160.
0: And... Whatever. and- were you like some like doing a completionist type of run, a min max type of run? Is that what happened there, or?
1: So, uh, they have uh, lots of classes and lots of creatures and and uh, monsters that you can collect and get. And each one, and some monsters have multiple classes. So, like er- humans have many different classes, and then there's special classes that you can eventually unlock by doing side quests and stuff like that. So there's a whole lot of stuff. I have to guess, there's probably like 50 different classes in this. Wow. Across like all the humans and all the different monsters and creatures and, and other denizens that you can get. There's a lot. In wow. each one, when you level them up, you level up everything of that place. So if you level up warrior, uh, anyone that changes into a warrior, any character that becomes a warrior is going to start at whatever level your warrior is at.
2: That's, so that's, that's actually...
1: That's nice. That's that is really nice, yeah. But they have so many different classes, and all the different classes are, you know, distinct. They, they have their own... They, they have a very good flavor to them. So okay. because of that, I kind of wanted to, like, collect them all and level them all up. <laughs> <laughs> Which
0: is a pretty daunting task, it sounds it like. It is. Yeah. And then
1: I realized that, and then <laughs> I was like, okay, right. I should probably finish this game. So I did.
0: So you could, it, you could easily play that for 200 plus hours.
1: Uh, I would probably say like 300. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. insane. But that's that's just a testament for how much content they inserted in here. If you were to actually go through just the storyline stuff, yeah, it would be less than 100 hours. Mm-hmm. It would be like a very lengthy, but good, lengthy, awesome RPG romp experience. And I will say this. If so, here, here's a couple of caveats or, or a couple of little tidbits, uh, special notes. If I would have played this game sooner, this would have been on the top, the best RPGs of the decade, because this game, this is a remake of the Super Nintendo game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this came out in 2011. This would have been in the best of the decade. This would have been uh, most certainly in the top 10 and might have hit the top five. Wow, because this is the best RPG storyline i the best video game story I've ever played, and that
0: coming from that you, is, that's that's pretty pretty high praise, actually. Yeah,
1: the the best story, like not even close. There isn't a, another video game storyline that even comes close to this. Wow, it's just so well thought out. So intriguing. It is so ser- It is. All right. So you're a Game of Thrones fan.
0: I, I do appreciate the Game of Thrones seasons one through five, maybe six.
1: Yep, yep. Yep. All right. I'm a, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, right? I, I'm look, I, I understand Game of Thrones, uh, you know, season six and seven, a little wonky, but overall, right? Game of Thrones is the best TV writing. Mm-hmm. Right. And most people would agree on that. Mm-hmm. This is that, this is the Game of Thrones of video games. Not only that, but it is literally Game of Thrones. The storyline is Game of Thrones. And I, I,
0: I remember, I remember you kind of just telling me some story beats, and and yeah, I I would have to agree. Yeah,
1: this <clears throat> and this game, the original game, came out before Game of Thrones. The book, the mm-hmm. first book, came out. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe George R. R. Martin kind of. <laughs> Played this game and then wrote Game of Thrones as a result.
0: He got his his Super Nintendo out and he's like, "Wow, this is really
1: cool." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way, this is this is by far the best video game storyline. If we ever make a list, wink, uh, of best RPG storylines, this will be my number one Well,
0: well I mean, you're you're ruining you're ruining it.
1: Well, we can't we can't do it now. Well, I'd have to be argued against. I'm sure you'd argue against that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Either way, this is most likely my number one. I already said it's the best video, video game, not even RPG, just video game story I've ever played. Yeah. So it is, it is so good. The writing's excellent, the characters are excellent, just absolutely phenomenal. Now, that isn't to say that this isn't an absolutely amazing, perfect game. That's not to say that.
2: Okay. It is it's... a
1: very flawed masterpiece. And that's unfortunate. There are, there are balance issues with this game uh, that could have used a bit more finesse. There are the crafting system unnecessary. I, I like the crafting system other than the randomness. So you could like, you're, you're building together lots and lots of different ingredients. By the way, game developers don't do this ever. Don't. Don't. Don't, no. do, don't do what? Don't do this. It takes, you know, you take, like, iron ore, you then combine it, you then uh, craft it into iron bar, an iron bar. 100% chance, so that's cool. You then take that iron bar and mix it with, uh, I think, something else, some other material in order to craft to seal. 95% chance to fail. Or 95% chance to succeed. Cool. I'm I'm okay with that 5% chance to fail. Whatever. But I'm not saying that's cool. It should always be 100%. I feel it's like it, it should be, yeah. And then you take that steel, and they have to combine you have to take that steel, some other thing you have to combine a bunch of stuff with, and some other thing, and those three things that have some random percentiles to fail on, then can be combined together to make some plus one gear. Which is awesome. That's what you want. But that has a huge percentage to fail Sometimes 50% chance to fail.
0: That's insane. Yeah. Only so
1: that. So developers for the future never ever do percentile based failure rates for crafting. It's awful. It causes reloading a save. Thankfully, I played this on the best platform possible, which is an, which is an emulator which uh, which has save states. Yeah. So because of save states it actually uh it actually resolves a lot of the issues that that reviewers have had and that i can easily identify as being a clear cut issue with the main game because mm-hmm. save states resolve that so i would say to anyone to play this i would not recommend playing on the psp but if you do don't bother with the crafting system and definitely don't try to do brining unless you absolutely want to brine as much as possible well. so just get a core team of 12 individuals and treat that as your main level up team and nothing else. Just level up that core team and you'll have a, you'll have a blast and don't worry too, too much about the crafting
2: system. Uh,
1: else, Play on an emulator. So that way in safe States before crafting, and you're going to have an excellent time.
0: It's also worth noting. You have a copy of this, like a legit, you two have, copies. You have two copies
2: of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Two copies. So, I just wanted to mention that. Like, hey, all right, play on an emulator if you own the game. Right. Right. Obviously, you should own the game. Uh, so, there's that. And playing on the emulator is only there for the sake of getting over these silly, silly, silly restrictions and typey rule typey stuff. So, right, right, that's right. The only reason why I recommend it. Uh, okay. So, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, I'm not sure if I'm going to put it as my number one uh, Ogre Battle, Ogre Series game ever, but it, it, it actually might top Ogre Battle 64, just because this story was so excellent. And by the way, like this is the best iteration of Final Fantasy Tactics combat, which started with the original Tactics Ogre, mm-hmm. but this is the culmination. Of what was expanded on in Final Fantasy Tactics, expanded on in um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Advance 2, uh, and the remake for Final Fantasy Tactics. This game came out after all of that, so this and it has the same members or most of the same members. So this is the accumulation of all those things. It is refinement and excellence to the nth degree. You will not find a game with so much more with this much love. Absolute love put into it. Who um just, who just who, pu- who published this? Was it Square? Square. Yeah. Okay. Square Square bought when the uh, when the <clears> company <throat> uh, I think it was Quest. Uh, they were the Ogre Battle people. Square bought them out and dismantled the team. So Square now owns the Ogre Battle the Ogre Battle saga franchise. So uh, and this is the last of last game of that franchise to release, uh, last new iteration of a game to release. So just incredible. And also, t- I forgot to mention Tactics Ogre, Holy Night of Lotus. Absolutely incredible. There, There's, I doubt there's going to be another video game story that's going to top this. One. And by the way, it has branching paths in that's, a significant way.
0: That's crazy. So your, de- your decisions matter.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So those are the games that I beat. <laughs> <laughs> Working on, I am actually very close to the end of Bioshock Remastered.
0: So Bioshock 1, is that correct?
1: 1, yeah. yeah. I have the collection, and I'm, go- I'm probably going to skip 2, but I definitely want to play Infinite. And Bioshock Remastered, being as far in as I am, I actually probably could have beat it today. Um, I'm well past a very – a point that most people are well aware of. I've been saving the uh, the little sisters, so people know where I'm at. Um, I'm past that point, point. Uh, and it's an excellent game. Actually, the story was – because this is another game that gets a lot of praise for story – and it was like, eh. And then they did the twist, the little twist part. And that actually like, made the story like, hey, okay, yeah, got it, awesome, yes. Mm-hmm. And everything that came before that was a lot of content. Right. And it finally gave that, it made you realize like, aha, that context, I see.
2: Yeah, yeah, good
1: yeah. Uh, so now I can kind of recognize, yeah, all right, this is actually a, a pretty good story going on here. The world is uh, I don't really care too much about that underwater city stuff. It's alright. There's nothing about it that's like truly fantastical. Uh, I do like it more than System Shock. I would, I would, the world. Yeah, the world. Yeah. I do like the world this world more than System Shock 2's world, but I don't like either of those more than Bioshock Infinite's world because I played through like half of Infinite. I never finished it on PS3. Yeah, now, I,
0: I'm, really, I'm really interested in Infinite's World. I've never played it. I've, I've just seen videos of it. And that is like the only one I'm really kind of interested in getting. It just feels vastly different, right? Than, yeah. than the other ones.
1: Yeah. And Bioshock, now that I've gotten, now that I'm well acquainted with what it actually is, it is System Shock 2, slightly watered down, ha ha ha. Wink, wink. Oh, dude, you were right. you were full of puns today. Right. So, System Shock Two, <clears throat> legit, no questions asked. RPG, Bioshock, is so close to being an RPG. I would actually, it could be. It's very linear. That's the, that's probably the part that's holding it back from being a RPG experience. It's very close, though. Yeah. It is very. There is lots of character development. Uh, your your experience. Is the um, is what you do with the little sister? You get the Adam juice, yeah, whatever that red juice is, Adam. Uh, and then you can upgrade your character. And then there's other ways to like upgrade your character. And there's other ways to get like damage stat boosts and stuff like that. And you can also like mod, uh, get enhancements to your weapons. And there's like loadouts that you can do with certain abilities. And a whole a whole lot of awesome stuff. And it is legit. System Shock Two. They pretty much ripped everything they could from System Shock Two and just rethemed it and did some simplification of of some mechanics and definitely better, more refined shooter mechanics because the shooting mechanics in, in System Shock Two were not that good. No. But uh, that's Fire Shock Two remastered. It is awesome. Very awesome game. Glad Ooh. I picked up the collection. The and I and i just hope that infinite is going to hold up as well and i'm almost certain it will too i don't even care about and just between what i know of infinite and what i have uh almost finished on fire Remastered, the collection is worth it it is by by a lot it's, it's it's a very good romp what are they asking for do you remember uh i think it was 50 for the collection that's yeah
0: it sounds like a actually a pretty good deal
1: yeah nice uh And then there was a, I played a little bit of some some more Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove stuff. Uh, I'm very close to the end on um, Specter Knight, So very close to the end of that. Uh, And then I played a couple of demos for, so Steam did its little summer game dev celebration, whatever it's called. And uh, a lot of those games are, pretty much all of them, have demos. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of, of these games are going to be coming to Switch or are almost on Switch. hmm And the demos that I have played so far is Fae Tactics.
0: Yep. Which that, is... That's your Final Fantasy Tactics
2: right there, Tactics
1: right? over style yep. game. I game. So after playing it, now I, I got a good better grasp as to the direction that they're going at. It is basically the um, Wargroove.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wargroove kind of made, took the uh, Advance Wars thing. It, it's, it's pretty much a carbon copy of Advance Wars, but there were some like intuitive I, I like the crit system of Wargroove. It was very intuitive, right? Uh, and slightly like, bubblegummy in a good way. Like like good bubblegum, like, mm, this is very chewy and I like the chew of this, right? <laughs> type of thing. Right. So that was War Group, and they have that They're in a strong degree on uh, Fae Tactics. Fae Tactics is a huge simplification of a very complex battle system that is Final Fantasy Tactics and especially Tactics Ogre. It does away with a lot of the options that you have available. For example, you can't do an action and then move. It's always action first, then move. And it's always those two things with a caveat that you can, your action can target your own ally, and that changes the context of what you are doing. So they take away things like you can't attack your own allies because when you're targeting your own ally, it's generally to cast some sort of buff or do some sort of, enhancement, heal, whatever it may be, thing to them. And there are certain things like, there's a lot of, what they do is they put a lot of passives onto the unit that cause major bonuses, dependent situational bonuses. So for example, uh, there was like this weird uh, fishy, catfishy, I don't know, it was like this weird floundering birdfish thing. (laughs) Uh, And if it's in the water terrain, it gets a substantial bonus to its attack. Makes, makes sense, right? Right. And it, so it does a simplification, but still adds its own degree of uh, unique into, um, uh, unique take on, on this tried-and-true franchise, and I like it. It's very bubblegum. It's like taking what the tactics games are usually, like, very dense, very complex, very nuanced-style uh, games... It takes that same thing, but makes it more bubblegum and accessible. There's a good word accessible. This is uh, a very accessible tactics. And I like that. And the artwork's good too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the sprite work looks really good. Everything looks really good.
1: Yeah, so I I'm definitely keep an eye out for Fade Tactics. I have my eye on that. Eyes on you. Very good stuff. Uh, then I played the Iron Oath, which is another tactics game but it's like a ro. it is a roguelike tactics and I, what they are doing there i don't know if i is, like that <laughs> well so the tactics part is not roguelike think okay. of it more like a dungeon but the combat happens there's spatial elements they have to worry about in combat and it takes place on a uh, hex instead of a grid okay and a big thing with that is your your action bar is massive. You have like eight, or at least in the demo, there was like eight or nine different abilities they had access. So you had a lot of options available to you. so there's a way more tactical things to be aware of, and it was uh, it's definitely hard and and nuanced. So it's got that going for it. It's still a long ways away. They have a lot of work to do on it because it is there are some not good UI. Intu- there's a lack of intuitive UI. Uh, for example, abilities costed something called spirit, and the game didn't even tell me what spirit was, and I couldn't find a place to figure out where my spirit amount was. So th- there was stuff like that, so weird stuff like that. So th- there's some still a whole lot more polish to go there. And then after I finished it, they kind of tell you about more stuff that's going on with that game, what they have planned wow it is going to be a very ambitious game ambitious to the point where the world is going to be ge- randomly generated the settlements can you can interact with them and have and make very different decisions on how you interact with them and and explore throughout the world and that will impact not only your group and your party members will age and they will die and they can have offspring and you can play this game through multiple generations of characters,
0: there was actually an MMO that was gonna do that same thing. Can't remember what it was, and it totally failed. It totally bombed. There was just wasn't enough money to keep this MMO afloat, or or, or just the devel- full development of it. Oh man, what, what I don't remember what it was, but I mean, this game is just it's a kickstarted
1: game, right? Are you yeah. is it Iron Oath? I, the Iron Oath. Yeah. So it's, it's very ambitious what they're going for, and I like that. I like the yeah. fact that it's ambitious. I was kind of uh, middling with what I played in the demo up until I, I ended the demo. Then they displayed a whole bunch of like bullet points of, like, hey, here's what we have planned. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Wow, yeah. That's interesting. And don't get me wrong. Those, those hugely ambitious stuff, that happens on a point-and-click map. So you're okay. not, like, going into a town and exploring it. There might be, like, a static screen for that or maybe a couple of screens for that, but it, it's not very immersive, right? This is still a sprite, pixely sprite-style <laughs> game, right? Yeah, yeah. So there is some degree of abstractness, so you don't have to... don't Don't be too overloaded on that. But when you're going dungeon-delving, you make choices on the paths you go and everything that you're doing, every time you go into combat and turns that happen in combat and, and every time you're navigating through a dungeon it take it costs time so that's the cost to all the decisions you're making is right. time and that time as i mentioned before is going to have which i didn't realize uh but in the final game it's going to have a big impact on on things because you can play the game for like 100 plus years and that's going to cause like lots of crazy stuff to happen so that's a good
0: well that's kind of interesting uh that sort of mechanic
1: I played Eldest Souls, Oh it's the uh, Boss Rush game, right? It is a Boss Rush game. It was announced for Switch uh, yep. maybe a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Uh, and it is the Titan Souls. I don't think it's made by the same people, but it's pretty much Titan Souls, which is another boss fight game, except Titan Souls, you only had a one-shot arrow. And in Eldest Dungeon, there is... Multiple skill trees that you have with your character, and you're fighting. I think you're going to be fighting a whole lot of bosses because that skill tree is huge. And every time I kill the boss, you get a skill point. Was it a skill
0: tree or a skill like grid, like Path of Exile? Skill trees.
1: Okay, all right, all right. Multiple skill trees. It was like you could, uh, there was like a one for sword, one for shield, and one for arrow or wings. Maybe it was like a sword with wings or an arrow with wings, something like that. It was like wings. Okay. So maybe that was like a utility tree. I'm not sure. You don't, I didn't, when I played it, I didn't acquire any new items, right? You're not getting gear. I didn't get a better sword or anything like that. I just got like a skill point after killing the boss. So it's the kind of game where your skill points are going to give you new abilities. And that's kind of it. Yeah. At least that's that's the general gist that I got. It seems like there could be a crafting system in there as well. I'm not, I'm not too sure because it's just a demo. It's hard. It's very hard. Hmm. Very hard. There. There is this very cool charge mechanic, but... Use it sparingly? Actually, it, it's the kind of game where it's like, get good, man. Yeah. Get good. Unfortunately, the pacing is... Very first boss, it's like, get good. <laughs> yeah, get, that's tough. Get good. But I mean Dark Souls kind of does that too, right? Uh, extremely tough. I quit on the second boss. And I gave the second boss a lot of a lot of run throughs, but it was just ridiculous because they threw the oh you beat the first phase, here's the second phase, and everything's crazy, and I'm like, ah, uh, and the HP, the health pools of the boss are too high.
0: All so there's right, so some balance issues
2: there.
1: Some balance issues, but, but it's in it's in demo, so this is one I am keeping an eye on
2: for. Okay
1: so yeah but it it kind of looks good it plays pretty good but there was one point where i kind of quit and i was like just frustrated and until i realized the charge mechanic they have to do you, you hold the attack button in and then you let go at a certain time and then you'll rush and swing and if you land that swing you get this buff this bloodlust buff and that buff is super important that's the entire game mechanic is about that buff and I didn't realize that, and I almost quit the game because the game didn't tell you about it, how it works. And then I figured out how it worked, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, this is much better now. Right. So keep that in mind. Uh, and then the last game that I played, also announced for Switch, called Vigil the Longest Night. What is that? It is a Souls-like side-scroll. It's kind of like uh, Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Oh. Yes, yeah. very much like Salt and Sanctuary. Better looking. It's using uh, pre-rendered three D graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some degree of uh, painter, painted, painterly art. Uh, it's at some moments it is pretty good looking. Pretty good looking. Like some of the backgrounds are animated and stuff like that. And there's there's some degree of Interesting uh uh animations going on. Uh and some characters and some bosses are big, overly, you know, cool looking things. So visually it looks good. Animation wise, it's clunky. Clunky, clunky, it's clunky. It's kind of got
0: like the marionette type of look yeah, and feel with the yeah. animation, right?
1: It's it's early, right? It's early in development. I don't know how early in development. I hope they don't release it in the state that I played it. Come the in twenty twenty. Ch- yeah, they they need they need at least late twenty twenty one on this. I hope they take they take this game to twenty twenty one because it has a lot of promise. This is this is Bloodborne. So if and Sanctuary was the Dark Souls, two uh, D side scroll dark 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 Souls, this is the Bloodborne uh, version of it. Uh, but also it kind of categorizes Souls like uh, yeah. Dark Soulsy, but it. It's awesome. I I was digging it. I'm I'm digging the vibe that it's getting. When you level up, you get skill points, you got multiple skill trees, you have a skill tree for each weapon, and then you have like a universal skill tree. Uh, And each one changes the mechanics fairly well, and you get a point every single time you level up, so that's cool. There's a crafting system, so that's cool. You can enchant your weapons with stuff. That's cool. Uh, There's a world to explore. There's hidden secrets. That's cool. You got uh, a dodge that you can do in combat, and you can block in combat, or actually, the depending on the weapon that you're using, you could do different stuff in combat, like block or parry or counter, or if you're using... A, I got a hellbred that was insane on damage, and you can just do a charge attack to do it with like a really strong attack. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a stuff that needs to be done. They have the poise system in here as well, so if your weapon does enough poise damage, you can eventually cause the enemy to get stunned. Oh, nice. Right? And just like in Dark Souls, uh, if your own poise is high enough, you can, you can continue to follow through with your attack, even though you're getting hit, right? It reduces your flinching. Right. So it's got that stuff in there as well. So there's a lot of promise. There's a stamina system in this. But they change the stamina system to where you can deplete your entire stamina and continue attacking... But then you go into a different state called exhausted and you're building up an exhaust meter. But while you're in the exhausted state, you're doing half damage. Ugh, yeah. And then Wait. if you build up your exhaust meter all the way, then you just you have you're huffing and puffing. You can't do anything oh, for wow. a few seconds.
0: I, I like that idea where you can continue to
1: attack, but they
0: de- there's definitely a drawback to it. Right. There's a
1: drawback to it. Yeah. So it, it's cool. It's nuanced. I just hope they polish the combat and the controls. The way the character feels clunky. The enemies are, uh, some of them are a little slow, a little clunky. The hit detection, not accurate, clunky. This is all like stuff that you fix on polish. So they need to do lots of polish on this game. It needs it, it needs to be very refined because they got, they got the core mechanics of something that could be great. They just need to refine, 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 refine a lot, polish mm-hmm. it like crazy, get it to the level that Souls like fans expect it to be.
0: Well, that, yeah, it kind of, kind of has to be, right? Your hit detection boxes need to be there because it's all, you know, with Dark Souls, you, it's all about your like the minutia, like the little tiny movements. Uh, I mean, it's obviously different. We're on a two D plane here, whereas Dark Souls is a three D plane, but all of that needs to kind of just work together otherwise it, it it just doesn't
1: work right yeah. but it works it just doesn't feel right right but right exactly it's the it's the feel part that they really need to land super hard for example jump the jump on this the physics on it are ridiculous ridiculous it's just like what it's like you jump and it's like kind of okay and then after you hit your peak you sink down like a rock, <laughs>
2: like it's really like, fast.
1: Like the acceleration is like, like opposite. it's, it's like it's like kind of like fast, slow, and then fast all yeah. the way down. No, 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 no slowness. No
2: slow buildup.
1: It's
0: got to be the same velocity in both directions, right?
1: Well, it's unless you're attacked, right, right. It's not velocity, acceleration. Uh, uh, but
0: so they have, they has to be the same, uh, either way. Whether well, it's it whether it's fast in the beginning and then slow, or and
1: then. It has, to be, it has to be the same ratio. Well, nat- normal physics is it's fast at the beginning, and then when you reach your peak right. of the jump, you're at your slowest, you hit acceleration zero at a certain axis, uh, axes, like the right. Y. Then, right? you're,
0: then your acceleration then is slow.
1: And then it accelerates down again, and your velocity starts off slow, but then your velocity builds up until you land. Right. right? Uh, it doesn't have that. Uh, it, it's like some weird, crazy... Child that belongs imprisoned at an orphanage somewhere.
0: <laughs> and, then, unless you're you're jumping and then a, there's a, like a special attack where you're dive bombing or something. That's yeah, a totally yeah. different unless, situation. Unless it's
1: some unique animation that's deliberate, deliberately triggered by the player, right? Then yeah, there there's obviously caveats to that. But as a normal jump, it, does, it just doesn't feel right, and then, like there's clunkiness when you're they have like paths. So they can have, like, a path continue left, right, and then a set of stairs that you can optionally take, and you have to angle the, the movement stick diagonally to go down it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's faulty. They need to polish that as well. There, there's, there's a lot of stuff that they need to polish, but lots of promise. Thumbs up there, keeping an eye out on you. But if they release it this year and they don't fix all of those things, I'm going to get it. No way. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh, I am out.
0: Hey, guess what?
1: What? Is it my turn or no? <laughs> there there's something I haven't been working on. Oh, what's what's that? Do you want me to say it? Yeah, sure. I haven't been eating. Why? This
0: this it, this is a Johnny thing, right? This is a me thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: this is uh twice a year I don't eat for seven days
0: that's that's insane I, I and by
1: don't eat i mean i literally don't eat anything i drink water
0: and that's it i don't even know how how you could do that to be honest with you if i don't go if i don't think about food for five minutes it's a problem it's a problem
1: yeah so it's it's called fasting yeah, yeah. or a water fast so that's what i've been doing and i'm on day uh i just finished day five so i'm starting day six and uh, tomorrow is a party, and there's all sorts of. My my family's been cooking so much delicious food; it smells absolutely crazy. It it's terrible. I feel so terrible that I can't eat, knowing that I can't eat any of that delicious stuff. You can do but it. I'll, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. You can. You can uh, eat. Just eat. I'm gonna eat on Monday. Monday is when I'm gonna break my uh, fast. Well, you should have planned that a little bit better. I should have. Mm-hmm. I, I was supposed to do it sooner, but I was like, eh, I'll delay it, whatever. I, I like eating. <laughs> now, now why, why do you do this? Um, oh, and you can tell that I'm fasting because my tongue will be white. That's disgusting. So, uh, that, that's the detoxing that happens on the tongue. You get a white tongue. Uh, I do this for, for health reasons. That's why I fast. So okay. Detoxing is not the main reason. It's a nice plus. Uh, autophagy, autophagy. in case you're wondering, you can Google that. Lots of science on that. Autophagy is the main reason why I do it. I don't need to lose weight, but if I were to lose weight, fasting would be excellent to do that. I don't recommend it for losing weight. There's better ways or safer ways. Uh, but autophagy is the main reason why I do it.
0: Okay. People, people, um, y'all have homework.
1: Yes. Uh, so... You.
0: What have Play. I been playing? You may ask. I tried I tried to get I tried. You're you've been on top of your game. You've been now my list pales in comparison to yours. I've been playing so few games. It's been a it's been a tough week for me to uh playing games. Um just I've been out I've been working a lot a lot more. Uh so it's just been been very tired and grouchy lately so i haven't been playing many games i'm still kind of just playing the outer worlds and um i'm 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 okay with it looking as hideous as it does the gameplay is there
1: Um, you're defending defending the hideousness
0: i'm okay with it looking the way yeah well i'll tell you what though i mean yes there are missing there are like missing textures like if you were to compare these side by side there are trees missing like one world on the Xbox looks kind of lived in. There is lush grass and everything. Then you go to the Switch side of things and it's missing a lot of that. It looks like a wasteland. Like
1: That's not just textures. That's objects. Missing. Objects,
0: models, all that stuff. But it's also missing <laughs> textures as well. You can literally be like right up on the sign and not be able to read that sign. But if you wait long enough, sometimes that texture will pop in. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it won't. <laughs>
1: What about frame rate? You defended the frame rate. Last
0: I have time. I've had no issues with frame rate. I've seen other okay. people have issues with frame rate. Not to say that it doesn't happen. I have okay. not experienced it. I do think there's something to to um the different version of the Switch I have. I, it's running at a different frequency or something. I have a second version, so I think there's something to that. I really oh do. maybe
1: you are utilizing boost mode.
0: I I don't know what it is, but I, I think there's something something to it. Um I've I've also seen people um run into just just kind of in the open world area, run into kind of like a spinning like loading thing. Um right in the like the game will freeze and that loadal thing will show up. I have never experienced it. I've recorded my entire gameplay, you'll see I've never experienced it. Um the loading screens can be quite lengthy, forty five seconds to a minute on some of them. Um, in the videos, I do cut them out because I don't want people to be just sitting there for a minute. It's just a waste of time. Um, I don't want to waste your times, so I also I don't want to waste my time either. Uh, so loading screens can be quite long. Um, the one immersion breaking kind of really that could set people off, and I've seen this in other people's gameplays as well, where you'll be running... and and I've only seen it when you're running when you're running into an area you think it's clear then all of a sudden enemies spawn in your location it can be a problem because sometimes those enemies are of a higher level and they will just annihilate you, party wipe start over
2: surprise, Um, you're dead
0: Yeah, I've, I've actually run into that a few times, I think two or three times I've played for maybe 10 15 hours um, but again, that's when you're running. So when you're running, you're not allowing the game uh, objects. Uh, you're not allowing them to load, right? So yeah. they 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 load right when you're there. Uh, and and it always happens with me when because I'm the way I'm playing my character. I'm kind of sniping and sneaking along. Then all of a sudden, that will happen. But yeah, that's that's that can that can be a problem. Big problem. Yeah. It-
1: it's got streaming data, streaming issues galore. Right. Just the fact that it's struggling with textures, objects, and then actual enemies. Yeah, yeah that's that's a streaming bottleneck like crazy. But um, it's it's
0: playable. <laughs> it's it's playable. I I will say it's not the, it's not the best. I I think it's better played on a, a a different console,
1: or a PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how far in are you? I'm about ten, fifteen hours right now. Uh, that kind of doesn't mean anything. Where are you? I'm on Monarch. Okay, so you're pretty far in. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like halfway. Yeah, I'm about halfway done. Yeah, okay. You did you just get on
0: Monarch? I'm about to get off of Monarch. I've oh, uh, so
1: you're yeah. probably you're past halfway.
0: I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Um, I do, but well, I don't potentially. Past <laughs>
1: Uh okay, cool. And so now that you're going through this game a second time, I I'm asking a question cuz I've already, I played and beat it. I didn't get the impression that this was a game worth playing more than once.
0: It is not because it it makes you feel like you have a lot of choice and you kind of do in in a sense, right? So you have a lot of these factions, right? So for example, on different worlds or planets there are generally two sides two factions in each of those and you can negatively or positively uh, affect each one of those
1: or oh, just on the major worlds
0: yeah on the major worlds and that yeah i'm not going to go into side side story side quest stuff but yeah in the major worlds and that can help or that can change how you progress through that world i, I just don't know how it really affects the story though cuz i think ultimately it it's gonna you're gonna do the same type of type of story beats
1: yeah it, cuz it doesn't result in anything meaningful to your character or to the game world it does change the end story but it not in any meaningful or significant way yeah I, i'm trying to uh, dance around what i really want to
0: say but yeah that that would be uh, a good way to put that yeah
1: are you are you doing opposite decision making on on these different takes not not to- not totally
0: yeah not totally opposite. I am doing some things a little differently again just because I'm playing through it again. I don't want to do everything the same. I, I I mean I am doing a different kind of character. This one's a more of a stealthy long gun approach, whereas before I've done it was a kind of a in your face melee. So that already feels different, but um. Yeah, there are some story beats where I'm I'm thinking I'm changing things, but I don't really necessarily feel that though. So I don't know. I like I had mentioned the the ultimate pl- way to play this, you know, optimal would be PC world, and then you have your consoles. Uh, other than Switch, this the Switch is kind of, I don't know. I I think it's passable. That's all I'll say. It's passable.
2: It's all yeah. right.
0: Uh, and then I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles, not as much as I really, really want to, but I want to play this like all the time. And and I think you were actually watching some of my videos and kind of giving oh, every single one, <laughs> kind of giving me some tips. And here's the thing, though, like when when I'm playing along, right? Um, generally people are watching like the older videos, and they're like, "Oh, you should do this. You should do this." I'm like, "I am." now <laughs> so it's always it's always like you know as you're playing, you're kinda learning, and what's what I think is fun about like these let's play videos like we're I'm learning this as as you're seeing it right, so it it's I think it's you're seeing me kind of learn that entire process, whereas someone like you already knows like the end game and the and already knows the whole process, so um yeah, just when you're when you're learning it's it's it can be you, you you discover those nuances like oh yeah like i think you had mentioned you need to like tell everybody or give the ability to everyone to damage those mecon or else yeah. they're not going to yeah. do anything um but you learn like a lot of like little small small details along the way
1: yep yeah it it it's definitely that like the more you play the game the more you're going to understand the combat system and appreciate all the nuances of the combat system yeah and- yeah. Uh do you understand the uh those little um I think they call them battle shouts or combat shouts? The prom- so it's the prompts or the party shouts? Yeah, it's so the if, that come out when you hit the I think the B button or the A button?
0: Yeah, the if circle. you go if you go near yeah, you got those the circle things that helps with your uh, what the hell is it called? Party gauge? I I don't remember what it's called. Yeah,
1: yeah, party gauge, and it helps with uh developing the relationships, right? You get the, the hearts.
0: Yep, 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 and and then that also helps with um, what the heck?
1: I, I can't remember now. Helps with other things. Uh, combat wise. It does. Yeah. It it can lead into, <clears throat> for example, if you you can open up combat by attacking an enemy and not even hitting that engage combat button. You could open up in combat by uh, throwing, luring an enemy, right, with the lure ability to to do a ranged pull. You could open up combat by just doing the combat engagement, right? There's multiple ways to engage in combat in the game. And a benefit of opening a combat with an ability, not hitting that engage button, especially against enemies that don't aggro on site, is you can line yourself up perfectly behind them and basically get a sneak attack crit bonus Crit right crit attack yeah Yeah, a critical attack on them by doing a backslash whatever whatever character you're using i think all of them have something special that you can trigger in some way uh and just open up with massive damage right up front so there's a lot of different ways on how you can just engage in combat but if you do that that initial button prompt it It's not obvious why that's important, but that it gives you that first little circle mm-hmm. prompt closure thing. And that's important because that gives you a buff or right. at least or at least uh, it eventually gives you buffs.
0: Yeah, I think um, for the I forget what buff it is, but you do see it on the when you see the characters, you'll see that uh, whatever the buff is arrow up. So, yeah, you yeah. know, there's something happening. When you preemptively, I guess you could preemptively get into combat. That sort
2: of stuff. yeah,
1: yeah, and and that becomes like a start of combat buff. And it, the buffs in the game, it it you'll come across them, you'll understand them more and more as you play, and you'll you'll identify their significance the more you play with it. Right. Um, yeah.
0: I I will say, and I've always said that I still feel the combat um, switching between the different attacks is very clunky uh i wish same as x Same. i know that but i i think with x uh xenoblade chronicles 2 it was a little more intuitive um and the reason why i say that is because i could freely roam around an enemy in xenoblade chronicles 2 and continue to do whatever side attack back attack any of those attacks with my face buttons nope yes you could
1: nope i didn't have to stop you stop auto attacking when you move.
0: No, no, that's that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to I know, say,
2: I know what you're trying to
0: say.
1: your I, arts? We only had three
0: arts. Yeah, but still, I mean, what what's annoying is that like I, I'm trying to not strafe an enemy, but I want to I want to do a side attack and then I want to make my way around to the back of the character and then prompt a, a back attack. Uh-huh. I, I want to kind of just keep m- movement around, and it, it's kind of you have to take my finger off the joystick and move left to right to figure to to point out what i want
1: i i understand that and look i'm in agreement with you except for the fact that this game gives you way more combat options you're not dealing with three arts no you're dealing with you a got, lot a lot more nine arts minimum per character mm-hmm. that's a lot well, that wanna... is a lot of- active at the same time like like right. available to you you have a board of abilities but
0: that's but i know that and that's what makes it so like kind of a pain because like you'll be auto attacking right and then you'll do one attack and then you got to shift all the way over whether you go left or right whatever you got to go all the way over to that one and then you got to go all the way over to this one
1: better organize your pellet
0: i guess i guess so if every fight was the same um i guess you could you could do that
1: yeah that that that's that's basically what you have to eventually you'll you'll start to realize like oh i could be more efficient on moving from using one art to another you'll recognize that okay when i use this one art i know i'm going to use this other art so right. let's just group them together right okay so you should you should you can reorganize your arts yep. and they give you the, they give you that for that very same reason for that reason of Yes, it's nuanced to go from the leftmost art all the way over to the rightmost art. That sucks. I agree. Or well, or you somewhere. can go you
0: can go the opposite way, like just to shift yeah, you
1: over. Can to the- rotate around. Yeah, yeah. But it's something dramatic like that, right? I totally get it. But then that incentivizes you to customize your art palette so that you could be more efficient because that's part of the combo is, is also being able to activate your abilities. Uh, to be more skilled at activating your abilities And part of that skill requires some degree of organization Yeah, yeah I, I, maybe, maybe some of it is that But I mean there are
0: buttons uh, <clears throat> That you're not using Why not use the, you know, the, the Triggers for something like that uh, Why Why uh,
2: Couldn't you yeah, just do that
1: Well the triggers are used For camera And the other one is used for uh, Party uh, AI stuff
0: yeah, they, they could have been something, an option. Well, I don't know. I don't really. The, yeah, I don't know.
1: It, it's what the, so the L and R is for targeting, switching targets, which is important. You need to have that. No.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. But that the, could easily be the D pad, like switch that around. How often you're not gonna you're not changing enemy the, targets.
1: The D pad is how you toggle the art palette.
0: Right. I know, but switch those up is what I'm what I'm saying. Um, and then you have your callouts. Whether you want to, I think it's the ZR, ZR and up will focus fire on an enemy. Um, yeah. You know, you can call off the dogs with ZR down or something.
1: I don't yeah, know. And ZL and ZL is for the uh, camera controls, which is also very important to have.
0: Yeah, if depending on, the, but it's situational. Uh, I think. It's depending situational. On, depending yeah. on where you are, I, I, the art, the art, cho- choosing the art is. Every time it's not situational at all. I don't know, but I mean that's my only gripe with it. And and, and you're right, maybe better organization would will help a lot of that. And I'll, that's the first thing I'm gonna do when I boot that game up. I'm gonna be like, all right, what can I put here? What can I do?
1: Yeah, be- better organize the palette. Maybe maybe that'll uh, that'll most likely lead to a better uh, play experience of the comet. But it's like it's it's probably not gonna solve your qualm, right? No, but I, I it, still I have felt to like do It's like it's just a little bit of a nitpick.
0: That's really what it is cuz ultimately the story's been really great. I love I love everything else about it. The music's awesome. Everything is excellent.
1: Where are you in uh, at this point? Um I just
0: got I'm about 10 15 hours again. Um I just risk you Juju from one of the metal face dudes and um what's his name came back oh shoot what's his name i can't remember his name oh the original dunvan Dun yeah yeah yep and he just joined the party and that's kind of where i stopped
1: so you're about to enter the waste
0: i don't know i'm in i'm in the bayonus's groin
1: area so you're in a cave area
0: <laughs> i'm in his loins yes is it a cave? Uh, no, not a cave yet.
2: Wait, right, no, so I, I,
0: I was in a cave. I was in the Ether River area, and now I've, I've come with, up, come with up. The glowing trees. Not the glowing trees yet. I've seen pictures of those. I'm like, where the freaking hell are these trees? I want to see these damn trees. <laughs> I haven't
1: seen no glowing trees yet. I'll... All right, so you're in. You're in the part <laughs> where it's. I have sworn it's a cave. It's like a cave. Area. It, it
0: may be a cave. I don't know.
1: It's short. It's short. That, that part's very short.
0: Yeah. But that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Cool. Awesome. That's, that's...
0: I have, I have like a hundred more hours to go. I'll be all right.
1: I'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> Wait, so the, uh, the leg is kind of like the first major, very open world yeah. environment. I mean, the, uh, the knee or ankle or whatever is kind of big. Um, uh, but the leg is like. What did you think of that when when you got to see like how
2: big? It, yeah, it, you know, and I to. and I
0: did just that. you right. So I'm kind of roaming around, and I just I don't know. I just kind of got got a glimpse of something out of the corner of my eye, and I'm looking up, or I'm looking. I'm like, what the heck? And I just see you see the sword. Uh, you know that Bionis got killed by. I'm like, whoa! And I just kind of looking around. You you just kind of get the scope uh, of everything, and you're seeing how how like, small you are compared to, like, these these vast creatures that you're just roaming around on. It's awesome. It's awesome.
1: Cool. I love cool. it. I'm, I'm loving that you're loving it. You're not gonna replay Make it, huh? I'm, I'm your number one audience. Make more videos. <laughs> nice.
0: Hey, <laughs> give me a thumbs up, alright? I do. Nice.
1: Alright. Or, or, or a thumbs down if you badmouth the game.
0: Dude, don't be doing that. I, <laughs> I got enough people like you <laughs> Alright, let's All right, let's let's get on with the show. I haven't been playing too much. I'm kind of looking for something, so if you have any suggestions, let's oh. hit me up with them. Nintendo Switch related, though.
1: Hey, Mario, that was near your door.
0: Alright, Nintendo Switch related. Anyway, uh, Bard's Tale Remastered coming to the Nintendo Switch. I think we mentioned this at one point that it was coming. and um, yep. It's actually out right now, uh, June 18th. I don't know if... This is some- out right now? It's out right now, June 18th. I just checked
1: the store yesterday. Okay. Should- it's weird, because don't they usually release games on Thursday? Uh,
0: I don't know that that has to be a thing. Um, it, it also, even, even when they say it's released June, say this one says June 18th, the time of day can be different. I don't know who sets that. I have no idea, but the, the, uh, yeah. I've seen variations in all of that but Bart's Tale action RPG kind of quirky um writing I think or um yeah I'll call it quirky it's writing well, it's it's comedic it, it yeah it still looks like the older game so it's really not this game is
1: not for me it's a dark humor medieval in a medieval fantasy world mhm so um graphically it looks very dated it looks like the original Xbox still
0: yeah it really does I don't know and, and I don't even know what they remastered to be honest with you because it still, it still looks older. higher,
1: higher resolution. That's pretty much it. it so looks they, like
0: so they made it to fit your format uh, of a TV. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it looks the same to me. I don't know if that's for me, but it's out now. All right. Then we have a another game. We mentioned this game. Oh yeah. A while ago, and you had said. Look out for this game. I want this game. I don't know if you still want this game, but the game is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim launching in September here for us in the West. Um, I think they actually have a date on here. Did I see a date? Uh, September is 8th. It, is it yeah. coming to the Switch? Coming to the... Sh- 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 to be. C- PlayStation c- Store.
1: I thought I saw a Switch. That's, that's the question mark I have. Maybe it's right.
0: Well, let me read. This, this is from RPGamer. Uh, Atlas today announced that VanillaWare's 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim will launch for PlayStation 4 in North America and Europe on September 8th. The game will be available physically and digitally. A physical, physical $59.99 launch will include a bonus physical art book, while pre-orders on the PlayStation Store will receive a digital art book. I want to say... I'm not seeing it here in this article. I want to say that I saw it somewhere, because otherwise I would not have put it in here other than to say, we told you so. Um,
1: It's like... Here's here's at least the the icing on the cake. Whatever. Uh, It's likely to come to Switch because Vanillaware and Atlas puts games on Nintendo consoles. Yeah. So... It might, it might be PlayStation 4 first, but it's, it, this is a game that can run on Switch, no questions asked. So because of that, and because of the success of the Switch, it's like in the nature that the developers already release games on Nintendo platforms. It's likely going to come to Switch probably sometime in 2021 if I had to do this.
0: Yeah, it would obviously ha- uh, be later. Maybe there's some exclusivity there. And I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking while you were while you were talking. I'm not seeing any Nintendo Switch news on it, but I I could have sworn yeah.
1: that it's I not s- on the trailer either. No. So it's, it's only the PlayStation Four branding is on there. Dang. Yeah. It's still a possibility, though. Well, I guess I
0: guess I we'll, hope. well, yeah, I know you hope. Um, and and I mean, this is um. What kind of game is it? It's it's like the um If I had to say what it is, <laughs> it would be could I could I safely describe it as Persona meets god no. no not at all. I'm thinking it's, Persona because the it's the the uh like the characters high school are teenagers. yeah, yeah, high school teenager thing. Um maybe that's just a tropey thing. I I don't know. Uh, I would that, say it's
1: more like Evangelion the RPG.
0: Had I seen have I
1: had I ever watched Evangelion, maybe I could say that. Well, I'm not going to hold it up to the standard, the well-deserved standard that Evangelion has set. I'm not right. going to hold it up to that, but it's riffing on that.
2: Hmm.
1: Whether or not it's that good, I doubt it cuz Evangelion's a masterpiece. Yeah, m- maybe it is. You, you don't know. Maybe it is. I'm hoping it is. I'm excited for it. It reviewed very well on uh, Famitsu.
0: Yeah, I think it did um uh, was it a nine? I think it got a nine.
1: I think it did higher than nine.
0: Was it nine? I look that up. A a tenner? Or do they do decimals?
1: I don't think they, I th- they do four four scores. Right. One uh one to ten. Okay.
0: Alright, you look that up. I will move on to the next new game. Announcements! Cartaclism announced. Developer Elder Games and publisher HeadUp Games, or HeadUp, announced cardaclysm Shards of the Four, a card-collecting RPG. The game is scheduled to release summer for PC via Steam. Announcement trailer can be viewed below. Another one I thought was Nintendo Switch We're gonna be on the Nintendo Switch, but apparently it's not here. Yeah.
1: Not there. It might come to switch, so it's something to keep an eye out for. But yeah, yeah would,
0: not switch. I would definitely keep an eye out for. It. It's essentially a turn-based card collecting RPG in a kind of a uh, medieval, dark wizardy type of uh, type of environment.
1: I would say more roguelike than RPG. Don't expect a uh, big grandiose adventure with card battling mechanics. Not like. Uh, Baten Kados. Don't expect something like that. Mm-mm. Expect something more along the lines of uh, yet another uh, Slay the Spire type thing. And it may, in fact, be.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're thinking Slay the Spire. And the reason why I'm saying this: Cardiclism, a single-player RPG. With, oh, I'm sorry, I read it wrong. Without in-app purchases, so I'm wondering if this came from the mobile universe. Uh,
2: Wonder- maybe.
1: Uh, by that. the way, that Famitsu score. Nine, nine, yep. yep, ten, ten. Oh, wow. Or I could confuse those numbers a little bit, but it is 30, a total of 38 out of 40. So if you average that out, that's a 9.5. Nine five. Nine five. That's good. An, That's exceptional. That's pretty good.
0: Pretty dang good. All right, we're on a roll with these non switch RPGs. Uh, but I think we're getting back on track here with Chris Tails. <laughs> Chris Tales launching in November. Publisher Modus you,
1: you better hope.
0: No, I, I know. I know. Oh,
1: okay. I said, this is Switch. Yep.
0: <laughs> I know this one Switch. Uh, publisher Modus Games and developers Dreams Incorporated and Sick have announced that Chris Tails will launch November 17th. Uh, that feels like a lifetime away right now. I, I don't know why. Time has like kind of stood still for me. Uh, the game will release for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Oh, and also, I'm sorry, the Forgotten Child, Google Stadia, uh, with PlayStation <laughs> 5 and Xbox Series X versions to follow at a later date. In addition, the demo version available on Steam actually right now. Uh, so there's also a new updated mode uh, that'll include new enemies and a Coliseum, the Coliseum Battle mode. Um,
1: I decided not to download the demo on that. Why is that? Nah. No? I don't it barely shows any gameplay. Yeah, but that's what the... No, the demo doesn't show gameplay? I'm talking the trailer. And, I mean, the Steam store... Ye- Let me see if I can hit... Oh, my goodness, that's loud. Oh, there we go. Whew, that scared me. <laughs> hey, why did you... You didn't hear that, did you? No. Okay. You're just saying that? I I didn't hear it. Oh, all right. Alright, good. Uh all right, now I can finally see some actual gameplay on some of the trailers in there. Uh man, it is the it's a cool-looking game though. It's I, cool.
0: I think so too and and what's really kind of cool is the um is the battle mechanics like like you have three different time eras in in one battle. This is I, I am speaking about the right game, right? Don't be. Don't you
1: do have get, the three different time eras, but I didn't see that in the combat part of the trailer.
0: No, no, no. I I know this from from other watching other gate I guess gameplays. Okay. What? you know?
1: What? Maybe I will eventually. Um...
0: Okay, I keep muting it, and it continues to just play really loud.
1: Oh, it does. You're right. It does have it. I see the. They did show a segment of that now. So it does have that three different time zones. Uh, it kind of has like this triangular separation of the screen. Right. Um, so yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, maybe, maybe it will actually download because I like the art style.
0: Yep, the art it style is different. really cool.
1: Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's really cool. I like it different and that's what makes it cool yeah really cool say it uh i'm i'm digging the art style all right, right, all right
2: okay all right okay
1: i'm just okay, not gonna okay. say it's cool because what's cool to me is like tank girl. <laughs> that's cool art style <laughs>
0: um but yeah chris tales coming uh, november 17th definitely if you if you if you're a switch player right and you also have a steam account or a pc that can handle this. Get the demo. I I think it'll I think it'll play well. I still have yet to play it. Um, I, I just I've seen some of the mechanics in 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 play, and they look kind of interesting. They look kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I think I am going to uh, yoink. I just did it. I am going to download that demo. Nice. I think the reason why I didn't download it was probably because it was a little bit too big. It was like uh. Almost three gigs for a demo, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's kind of big." Yeah, just uninstall it when you're done. Well, that's what I've been doing with some demos. Yeah, yeah. so I'll just do that.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, yep. that is that is Chris Tales. Yep. And then here, here's here's my thing. Right, I I am really big into like horror movies. I love the horror genre, and then when you combine them with RPG genres. That's my thing, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Horror, horror Punk. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I'm with it. You're with me. Nice. I'm with it, man. All right. Horror Punk action RPG Morbid the Seven Acolytes releasing this year. Publisher Merge Games and developers still running have announced Horror Punk action RPG Morbid the Seven Acolytes. The game is being developed for PC, PlayStation 4. Xbox One, not the Nintendo No, the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and, and is being uh, set to be released later this year. So we don't actually have a date other than later this year. Uh, Morbid, the Seven acolyte, puts the players in control of the last driver of Dybrom. Uh, I don't know. Um, and who has trained their entire life to defeat the Seven Acolytes, terrorizing their kingdom. So... Are you? Have you seen gameplay of this one? Oh yeah. All right. So it is a uh pixel art game. Um, it's an it's definitely an action RPG. It's got a lot of a lot of blood. I I I kind of like the. I think the animation is cool. I think some of in uh, some of the boss fights. I think the animation is kind of kind of cool.
1: Uh, I I think the the artwork can be better especially with character designs, and by character designs I mean specifically the anime designs are they're a bit incohesive. Uh, They're just big piles of flesh and guts, seemingly (laughs) most of them. So they kind of it could be better presented, better refined uh, and, and sort of be less kind of out of place. Also they kind of all have the same type of black, blue and gray, uh with some dark greenish type look to them, and there could be a bit more diversity in in some degrees. But the combat, it's kinda like Seeker Mana style combat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also has the if I don't know if you've seen the inventory system. It kinda has the grid based inventory system. Uh like say Resident Evil. Um Path of Exile yeah. has that. There's a few other uh, games that have it, but
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, De- definitely but Diablo like, uh, style.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think what's not helping the I guess the color palette is that it the, the game overall just seems very I know it's a darky game, but it just seems like like there's a filter over it and it just seems really, really too dark almost. Where well, you can't get the, the contrasting colors or
1: or anything. And maybe they'll change that. I don't know. Uh well it's desaturated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the brightness is down. and it looks like it's by choice, but they probably need to add more effects. Um, there's no dynamic lighting. there is shadows there but it's only on the characters there's for example, I'm looking at a fence. there's no casted shadow from the fence, or at least none that I can easily see. yeah so there there's definitely more things that they they need to do. This is still in the works, so it could still very much improve uh, at a point, but I think something like these enemy designs, it's going to look like that. That That's probably not going to change. Yep. Uh, you don't get better-looking enemy designs with more effects, right?
2: <laughs> right.
0: No, I, I think dynamic lighting would make a world of difference in this game, um, without yeah.
1: uh, without a doubt. Um, but, but you know what? I'm still I'm still on board if this game plays well. You know, even though these, these graphics are fine, right? They're serviceable. Mm-hmm. they They're not ideal, but they are definitely serviceable. I'm I'm on board as long as the game plays really well.
0: Right. Moving on to more horror RPG stuff. Rogue Lords announced. Yes. Dur- announced during the PC Gaming Show, Rogue Lords is an upcoming roguelike game with a turn-based party battle system. Uh, Publisher Nacon and developers Cyanide Studio and Liker Studio. Uh, The game is set in uh, a version of the 17th century where mortals and other entities live side by side and is set to be released later this fall for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and the Nintendo Switch. You seem really excited about this one.
1: I'm digging it, man. It's awesome. It's kind of like Tim Burton... Uh, meets uh, Darkest Dungeon, uh, yes,
2: yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> I sure. don't, I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's got the kind of like the long, the lo- elongated uh, body form on the characters. But I mean, think Darkest Dungeon, right? Where they're they're a little uh, marionettes, right? They're smaller, but then you elongate them, Tim Burtonize them, maybe, and then you have
1: uh, rogue lords. Well, some some of these animations are way better than just. Marionettes.
0: I, I'm talking. So, dark, Darkest Dungeons were marionetted.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not these. No, not these at all. But Darkest Dungeon is marionettes done very well.
0: Of course. Yeah. No, I'm not taking. I'm not using that as a negative thing. I'm just kind of describing their, um, their stature and the way they were animated.
1: Actually, I take it back. These might be 3D models. Are they? Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah, they are. They are 3D models. They, they actually look. Almost as if they're two D though. That's that's impressive. But yeah, and, these, these are definitely three D models.
0: And what I like is that I think they've taken or they actually took. I think they are characters. Uh, I'm looking at one here: Bloody Mary, uh, Baron Semeti uh, and Dracula. So it's like they've taken a lot of like folklore-ish type of stuff, and they're actually characters in here. Yeah. Um, so they're I, they're
1: having a good time with with uh, horror horror figures.
0: Right. And, and true horror figures that's awesome, I love that, and it looks like there's some sort of an overworld, like it looks like there may be some sort of a hub town maybe, but there's an, but there's an overworld as well i I don't know how that's gonna how that works. I have no idea
1: oh they they gotta have it. this can't be just a game of combat because looking at the combat initially right it's been done before Mm -hmm. except for they have this whole aspect of your party one of your party members when their health goes down if they get struck again it takes away from your devil health Yeah, yeah yeah all the way in the very top left so and they talk about that within the video itself so that's unique there's also these crystal things on the bottom which i'm not sure what those things do but for the most part this is you know turn-based combat that we've kind of seen before so hopefully they got more than justice even though it will have its own unique flair they need to have more than this, right they need to have an overworld or like a base of operations mm-hmm. where you're recruiting different horror figures right give me the mummy well,
0: the mummy, mummy wolfman like
1: wolfman.
0: yeah. oh man that would be so cool
1: a creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Give me, so give, me, give, me, give me, give me those Hollywood monsters, whatever. Um. Yeah. I. I'm really digging this one. I'm really excited to see. Uh. What else? What else oh, is that's going right. on? They
1: also have that devil power thing. Yes. Yeah, that, that seemed broken.
0: Yeah. It's. I don't under quite understand it. Like you can affect the enemy's health just by a click of a button. I. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I. I don't know what's and, <laughs> what's and going your on. Allies
1: be like uh devil power uh nope my allies are all full health and all of yours are uh you know about to die uh, yep that's right yep no yeah.
0: cheating i i don't i don't get it i don't understand that it, it actually says it right here though it is a game over if players fall as a last resort they can directly use... oh i'm sorry that's what you read that you what you would mention i thought it was talking about that like you can power to cheat the you... oh wait a minute those game plays fall, the last result. They can directly use the devil's power to cheat via the game interface. So I think that might be what we're talking about. Yeah, that is.
1: That is. Yeah,
0: that's that's, that's
1: the devil cheating. The cheating devil. There has,
0: has to be a drawback to using that, right?
1: Oh, sure. well, hopefully there is, because <laughs> <otherwise, laughs> the game would be broken.
0: Yeah, it would definitely be broken. All right. We, hey, we got more horror RPG stuff going on here. Really, there's more, there's more, and it's tactical. Holy cow, oh, hey <laughs> tactical horror RPG. Other side will launch for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC on July 28th. Nintendo Switch version to follow. Um, Focus Home Interactive and Lightbulb Crew have announced it, that tactical horror game RPG. The other side, as I've mentioned, will launch all on all those consoles and Nintendo Switch hopefully soon, um, and the release date announcement, they have a it's a new trailer, new gameplay where you control an army of daughters to confront the impending suffering and nightmare creatures. Have you seen this one? Heard of this one?
1: I actually missed this one, but I'm looking at the trailer right now. Uh, it has a few things I don't like about it.
0: Oh boy. Oh boy.
1: I like the art style. It's yeah. like black and white.
0: Black, white, and, and, re- and red.
1: And red yeah like code vein uh, I would go even before that predate that with the original black and white with red uh and say uh mad, mad world oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah, um, the thing I don't like, you know me, you know i I'm, I'm a stickler for numbers, and they got big numbers I don't like that. <laughs>
0: too big uh, they're not overly big but they're too big when you say too big you're like you're talking the the quantity like million damage or 999 damage that sort yeah. of stuff right
1: yeah, yeah I, the character did damage to an enemy and it did uh, like almost 2000 damage really is that necessary it is like right? I understand why you do big numbers cause peeking under the hood right Video game engine type stuff. We're going into like coding, computer science type stuff. Floats, no one likes to deal with floats. Integers are just way better to deal with. They're easier, they're simpler. Scalable. There's, they're, well, they're less prone to buggy stuff, yep. Yep. bugs in general. So you don't want to make smaller numbers, especially when you're working in percentile incremental increases like percentile, you know. 10% more, 10% less. 10% of 1 damage is 1.1, 1. 1, and who wants to get, uh, who wants to deal with floats when you have to deal with 1.1 1. 1 damage? But if you do 10% of 100 damage, you get 110 damage. That's, mm-hmm. way, that's way better to deal with, because it's still an integer. Right. Sorry to get all computer science-y. Nerd. <laughs> I don't know i
0: i, I mean obviously i think that's a nitpick on your end i'm gonna i'm gonna talk for you
1: <laughs> sure, sure i i can look i understand if people think it's a nitpick on my end, but uh i think it's a design flaw when when you're it's not a design flaw it's just a lack of extra attention and consideration into the validity of using big numbers. Yeah, I'm all for using big numbers if you deliberately decided to use big numbers for a good reason. I'm okay right.
2: with
0: that. I mean, I'm I'm watching the video. I'm seeing other attacks. I actually have it paused on one. looks like the, it says the enemy is flanked. 269 HP damage. So, I mean, the numbers, I mean, yes, that's a big number. We don't know where they're at in this game. We don't know what the health pool is. You know. Um, There's bigger numbers by the way. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there are. Um but I don't know. I don't I don't put much of a I think I think people love seeing those numbers, right? Like you see it in Diablo, you see it all the time.
1: People love and eat that stuff up. Not saying it's good in Diablo. No. You Not see, saying it's good.
0: It's it's in a ton of games. And you know, part yeah. of that is yes, it's it's easy to program for that. But I don't other than that. Are you? It's it's um. What do you think of it? It's
1: all well, the combat is just hard to get. It says tactical, and I. I see the kind of see I see it, the grid base right. Well, not always. It's it's like a grid around. I see a grid around like the enemy or where you end up in. In the com- It's not always an everly present grid, so I don't really know how movement is going to get handled or anything like that. There, there's a lot of questions I have. Yeah. I'm interested. Though, well, I right? mean,
0: I guess, I guess it doesn't always need to have a grid. I mean, I do see a grid on here occasionally in some of this yeah. gameplay. Uh, for example, in Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, there is no grid. You do have a certain number of action points where you're allowed movement or whatever.
1: There is a grid. Divinity and Divinity Two have grids; they are just hidden. Okay. Not. Yeah. Right. I. I. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But well, I mean, look, it's, it's not. not... Sure. It is for fact. I can explain it to you how it works because that ties into the pathfinding system. I. I. And I, I, like that.
2: So I, I like
0: understand. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I understand what you're trying you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Un- under the hood, there yes, yes, there are there's a grid there. There has there needs to be, right?
1: And over what the player sees, you still see a grid, but you don't see the actual grid. You see the dots, right? But yeah. that is each of those dots are tied to the grid.
0: The grid. Yes. But it isn't it's not as Stagnant as a grid-based system, like you see. All right, yeah. enemy a square or hex, depending.
1: Like a tile base.
0: Right, system. right. Where, when this one? Could,
1: looks like. yeah. Right,
0: this one could be something similar to that.
1: Yeah, it could. I, it, like I said, there's just more questions. But the fact that you know you have these, what are they called, daughters or sisters? Sisters, sisters, that are your. Your party and you're battling what looks like daughters. Sorry, daughters. Okay, daughters, and you're battling stuff that's like, uh, uh what's the word? Um, hell, Hellgate is it? Hellgate? Not Hellgate. Hellraiser. Hellraiser-esque, weird abominations of evil and horror. Um, yeah, I'm down. And then you have this black, white, and red uh, shades of black and white. Along with red, mm-hmm. art style. I am very down for this. I am keeping an eye out. If it reviews well, I will get.
0: It looks like it could be interesting. Yeah. I guess we will see. Hey, guess what? We we don't. There's there's no more horror. Sorry. Chicken mm- butt. Ch- no. Are you a child? All right. You said guess
1: what? That's why I, I say chicken
0: butt. I know. That's like something my my six year old would say.
1: Well then don't say guess
0: what? Hey guess what? Um guest alt steam and cinder gets a reveal date trailer. Uh sold is out Is that
1: another horror game?
0: It is a it is a. I guess you could say maybe steampunk maybe not steampunk, uh yeah, steampunk. Steampunk. Sold out and metaphor Morphosis Games released the debut trailer for action adventure RPG guest alt steam and cinder. Uh, along with a trailer. A demo is also available via Steam as part of the Steam Game Festival, which runs until June 22nd. Um, Drawing inspiration from a classic 16-bit and 32-bit side-scrolling title, Gestalt Steam and Cinder mixes 2D platforming with action combat. I played this at PAX and um, it very much reminded me of Zelda 2. There's a little bit... I, I mean, when I say reminded me, I, I think that's what the dev is going
1: for. You mean Castlevania?
0: Zelda 2 did it first. Sure, Castlevania, okay.
1: Castlevania 2? Zelda 2. Which one came out first? Oh, I don't know. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure which one came out first, but that's a, that would be the decider, right? Whichever one came out uh, first, gets
0: here we go. All right, uh, Adventures of Link, Zelda Two, January Fourteenth, nineteen. I'm gonna win. I better win this one. <laughs> nineteen what? Nineteen what? Eighty-seven. 80...
1: Eighty-seven. Okay. January. Uh,
0: Eighty-seven. All right, and then we have Castlevania Two, Simon's Simon's Quest. Quest. All right. All right. We're we'll doing a... this. Is this is great podcasting right now? Um. <laughs> um. Do, what what release do you want? The Japanese release? Oh, we'll go with Japanese because it was earlier, August twenty eighth, nineteen
1: eighty seven. Okay, a Woo-hoo! couple months later, I win. You win. You win. <laughs> but, dude, this is totally canceled.
0: You're yes, 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 yes. It, and it does have that mixture of sixteen bit and thirty two bit. Like the backgrounds are mostly thirty two bit, and maybe like the characters are sixteen ish, maybe. I don't know. It was it was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, um,
1: it it looks the artwork looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks incredible. They they did a spectacular job. This is steampunk all the way. Yeah, I I, I can't I can't this is if I th- if ever anyone ever said me said to me like what's your definitive steampunk looking game? It would be this this
0: like, or movies. um Steamworld Dig, those type of games, Steamworld
1: Heist. Yeah, this looks like it plays super well. I'm wondering if it has that Metroidvania-style world where it's very explorable, open-world nature. Uh, If it has that, along with what we see, because it's clearly platforming. Yep. you got the damage numbers. uh, Enemies have... It's weird, because I see enemies with a green and red bar. So it looks like enemies might have two different meters that you have to consider maybe it's a stagger meter i'm I'm not sure what the red meter is i'm assuming green is health.
0: yeah i don't uh, I, I did definitely. play it. i don't i don't remember that
1: yeah. you can level up your character there's you can dump it looks like you dump stat uh points into stats there's a uh, luck de- uh, defense dex strength endurance uh you got damage numbers here you got like blade attack gun power break rate crit chance crit multiplier and resistance they're weird rivet stuff i don't know what that is uh it looks like there might be even like abilities that you can get and yep. stuff like that there's upgrades there's a map so i'm very much thinking it's metroidvania-esque this looks this looks awesome
2: i'm excited for this
0: it, it looks i actually did an interview with the developer. And um I did ask that question if it was uh, some sort of if there were any Metroidvania type of um, inspirations there, And he did say, yes, so uh, I think we'll see some of that that in this. So it's quite exciting, quite um, I think it, and it played really well. It played really, really well.
2: Yeah,
1: and, uh, instantly added to my wish list, just he, like that.
0: You can also play the demo. The demo's up. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> Instantly downloaded the demo. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Metroidvanias. Oh, and it even says Metroidvania. Bingo! Action, adventure, platformer, Metroidvania 2D. Yeah. It's
2: right up your yeah, alley. let's go.
1: Let's go. Hey, guess what? Let's do
0: this. Hey, guess what? What's up? chicken butt no geez i was waiting for it you didn't do it initially anyway uh we have another new game announcement cyberpunk rpg jack move this one's a little bit of an interesting take i think on uh turn-based rpgs but here we go uh cyber this is a cyberpunk game we're seeing a lot of those recently uh publisher hype train digital and developer so romantic will release cyberpunk rpg jack move for Switch and PC via Steam in early 2021. So we're very early in this announcement, but an hour-long demo for the game, which features slums area and a dungeon will be available for PC via Steam during the Steam Summer Festival. Again, this is a game that's, like, not coming out until 2021, and they have a demo. Like, this has to be, like, a really early... Like an alpha demo, or not, can't even be beta, I wouldn't think anyway. But it's, it's got, got a,
1: combat, yep, it's, it's got environments,
0: yep, yep, yep. It's got turn based combat, it's got uh, it says here great variety, enemies, deep story, pixel art, cyberpunk, and the the. it's kind of hard to just desc- can you describe this turn based combat? Is it positional?
1: Like, what is what is uh... happening? Here? It's not positional. it's it's kind of like Dragon, uh, or Earthbound, Dragon Quest, or Earthbound style. Uh, let's see, you got attack, uh, you got magic attack, you got magic defense, uh, it looks like you have dodgy bonuses, you got defense. Uh, let's see here. So, it's got to tie into uh, uh, hacker stuff, right? Yeah, the
0: cyberpunk thing.
1: Cyberpunk stuff, I think think this game world takes place inside of a virtual world or whatever and you can it looks like you are so for example you're in this main menu thing and it shows uh, a button on the bottom for install hardware because you're going through your menu and then you go into the hardware section there's a software section there's execute patch so you can like patch code and then there's a jack moves I don't know what that is objectives controls right those are like more generalized uh things that were that are kind of traditional that we we kind of can guess what those are but hardware software execute patch that's weird and then on hardware it shows like i guess you can install hardware is it on the character or on the virtual the machine that's running this virtual world i have no clue but you can like install hardware and i guess that does stuff uh because they have like this you have to worry about ram <laughs> you have to worry about the memory that you're installing on this what, what's going on there's expansion slots uh available hardware modules this is just weird it I'm is, it.
0: it is bonkers so yeah all the battles will take place in cyberspace so you can take down your foes using a multitude of sweet hacking software customize the software of your cyber deck to switch roles mid battle balancing offense defense and buffs so yeah Yeah. there is kind of a cool overworld it's kind of like maybe there's some light puzzle elements in there um but yeah you're right it looks like you go in you get into a terminal and that's kind of where the battles are taking place
1: i think it looks cool it it definitely does and so this is it's not a grid based combat It's just, as we said, you know, basic, been there, done that, Dragon Quest, Earthbound esque uh, combat presentation. But this, I'd like to point out, they're doing stuff. For example, I can get that menu up again. Come on, where are you? See, where was that menu? There it was.
2: There we
1: go. All right. So, you pull up your combat menu and you what, you what you don't see is attack, defend, item, wait or flee, right? You don't yeah, you don't not... see those silly pointless things. Instead, I see hack, execute, install, patch, cache. <laughs> like, like like CPU cache. Right. Cache memory. What is this stuff? This it's, is ridiculous. It's I'm awesome. down. It's awesome. I'm totally down
0: it is awesome. So, yeah, we're, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long while. Uh 2020 Selling me on games
1: now. What is this? <laughs>
0: 2021. Wow, I love it. <laughs> um all right, so we'll skip that one. Uh EA says it's bringing quite a number of games. Seven games from EA I think is a big deal. Uh especially for the kind of support that they've already given us, which is very little. I think, in my opinion, Uh, but they're bringing seven games and they've already announced a few, uh, some of which are, I think most of which are not RPGs. I think you had mentioned Apex Legends. They're bringing some generic FIFA uh, FIFA game. And what else? Legacy
1: FIFA 21 game.
0: Yeah, it's, it's garbage is what it is.
1: Well, you know, it's good for people that wanna play a soccer game. Uh you know, a great soccer game on I, Switch. No, no regardless of no it, no, it's no don't. running on old gen
0: hardware. Well the problem is, is it's it's a legacy edition because it's missing so many awesome aspects of FIFA. I actually like FIFA. I have I have uh up to FIFA 19, 2019. So I have I actually love I love soccer to begin with, but it's missing a lot of the cool things that these other consoles are getting so we're getting a lot ripped out and essentially this feels just like an um a roster upgrade that they're trying to well, have for. you
1: played the FIFA games on Switch
0: I would never play it because it's missing so many so many good things in it I just wouldn't do it and it's also running on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 tech like it's really an a really older version of what FIFA is mm-hmm. now so it's not the FIFA that we're get you're getting on other consoles at all. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, they they uh, announced Apex Legends, which actually you had mentioned. I'm not very familiar with Apex Legends. It's a it's kind of a big big deal, right? It's a very big deal. Uh FIFA 21 Legacy Edition, uh Lost in Random. I'm again, I'm, I didn't watch I unfortunately I haven't had time to watch it. So Lost in Is Random. that coming to the Switch? What's that? Lost in Random? Lost in Random. I don't know if that's coming to the Switch.
1: So Ye said seven games are coming to Switch. Yep. We got two. Number three just came out. Burnout Paradise Burnout. Remastered. Burnout. Yep. That leaves four more. Well within 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 a year's time. Leaves five,
0: doesn't it? Oh no, we got Apex, Leg- uh Legacy Edition of FIFA and Burnout. Okay. What are those other four? Um, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, and Andromeda Done
1: I think Mass Effect 1, <laughs> 2, 3 Comes in the package, Andromeda is dead
0: No, yeah, no, I, I don't want Three I more games Yeah, I definitely would not want Andromeda on the Switch uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3 would be a very welcome addition Although I wouldn't get it again Because I've played those guys I wouldn't either
1: Um, But yeah It's that- not uh, Mass Effect's just not even though it's fantastic romp to go through, it's not a game that you want to go through again
0: it's it feels it's a very i feel like it was a very slow
1: paced game
2: and... mm, well
1: not that it was slow because you're always doing different things but it I guess there was a bit of filler some some unnecessary stuff to go through and the stuff that you were going through that were pseudo filler were kind of like Pointless. They didn't really have any big impact on the story.
0: Right, right. But I mean, what other properties would they bring over?
1: The Sims, the greatest role-playing game ever made.
0: I'm surprised, honestly. I really am surprised that The Sims is not on the Switch. Yeah,
1: it 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 is a. uh, They did announce Sims, by the way. I don't know if it was like an upgrade, an expansion, for the or just a brand new Sims game. Oh, okay. But they, they announced it during their presentation. It just said The Sims.
0: Alright, okay. But it didn't say what consoles it was going on, or they did?
1: It. Uh, I don't remember them saying anything about just when, kind where, of a... what it's going to be on. It hmm. just said it was just a promo for The Sims. It showed a bunch of people talking, and then it showed... Uh, those people, how they looked, then correlated to a Sims character.
0: Gotcha okay, I would love that actually I that's probably one of the like my wife never plays games. yep and that was one of the last ones she played was with me that with me and maybe that would get her back in Maybe.
1: Yeah, the Sims is probably the most truest RPG. True to what RPG is, I don't think there's anything that can go beyond The Sims.
0: The Sims. It's a simulation of real life.
1: It's role-playing. You... It's simulation and role-playing. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: The best of the best.
0: Well, not the best of the best, but... um, I Okay, so we got The Sims. You
1: missed... I... Oh, we're still talking about EA. stuff?
0: Yeah, we're still talking about EA. I'm not moving on. I, I know what you're. I know what you're. I'm not gonna. I'm not skipping over your game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not skipping over your game. I just want to know what other.
1: Class. I want to know what other EA games are coming. And well, what EA games is more specifically what? Bioware games. I'd like to be as number you know five, six, and seven. I would pick Dragon Age. Yeah, okay. Origins, not two. Give her that. And not not the... um, What was that? Stupid one?
0: The, the stupid one? Inquisition?
1: Yes, that one. That's the stupid one. <laughs> that was not stupid. It so, wasn't... So not not that one. Okay. Uh, so that and... Uh, I would actually like Jade Empire. Oh, wow. A remastered version of it. Please, because it does not look that great. And because... EA is so hot and bothered with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Uh, I Okay. Here's my deal with that. I don't know that that game has aged well. Remastered. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, it was a great experience when we all played it like 45 years ago, whenever that was, but man, I don't Why? know.
1: I recently played it on PC. By recent, I mean, like, maybe three years ago. Okay. So, it's not that bad.
0: Alright, well... Oh. It's not that bad. I honestly don't think we're going to get any RPG support. I think it's going to be things like uh, Need for Speed, maybe. We'll see something. I think they already announced Skate they're... Skate 4. Is that an EA product?
1: Yeah, yeah, well... I don't, I don't, I don't know I if that's it, part wonder, of this. I think it's just that Skate, a new Skate game is coming. Okay. Was it a number?
0: I thought it was 4. I don't know if it was a number. Um but I think everyone's just assuming it's maybe skate 4. I don't know. Maybe 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 we'll get something something
1: like that. Um is Ooh, I got a great one. Is Dead Space EA? I was yes. I I was just about to say oh, that. Oh, okay. There you go. And that is an RPG, right? You. I am with you. Um
0: Survival horror, definitely, but I don't know about...
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely got RPG elements. It can definitely fall into that category. It is the space station you are exploring in a very good way, back and forth, yep. uh, although mostly going forward, but you can definitely do some surrounded bounces. Oh, that's a good game. That yeah. is a real good game.
0: Yeah, I, I actually don't mind some of the earlier Need for Speeds. I did mention those, so I wouldn't mind those. Um, Skate, Dead Space, your Dragon Ages, so there's some games to be had there. I don't know if they're going to be bringing some of these games up from the dead, but I mean it's better yeah, than definitely better definitely. than
1: nothing. Yeah. Let's see. They got uh the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, okay. Yep. It's kind of old, but
0: yeah.
1: See, that's the problem.
0: Like EA is just going to like like hand feed us like these old old games here. It's like the
1: trash. I don't want the they trash. Got, they got Dante's Inferno. I want new games man that that is a little trash though right there,
0: yeah see, see what I mean I, I like i don't I don't want the like I don't want the scraps. give me some of that meaty stuff you want new stuff or do you want some of their
1: back their back order
0: I want both I want new stuff don't I want new stuff, some of the old stuff would be nice, but Does I' it want- have to be like new new like super new or like Apex Legends is new.
1: It's just not super new. No,
0: I mean that's fair that's fairly new actually, but I mean
1: I want more. Cause EA doesn't really come out with brand new stuff. I mean, I think the only new game that they have for this year is that uh that Star Wars squadron game that they that they All just right. announced. Yep, yep. I can't really think of anything else new that EA has going for it. Yeah. Well they're in the you know,
0: they're in the sports mode. Um, Well,
1: most of their games are are what? Games with legs? Games that games of service? There we go. Games as service.
0: (laughs) Wait, games with legs?
1: Yeah, whatever. That's (laughs) Nintendo games. Nintendo games are games with legs.
0: Anyway. So yeah, those (laughs) are some of the games that we want for EA. Games with legs. Um and then we have a new (laughs) Pokemon game announced for the yes. switch. So we had I don't even like a Pokemon presentation. I think that's what it was officially called. And we're set to get another one in a week's time or so, which is like a legit thing. Like there's going to be a brand new big game announcement. They said. But in this one, the only thing I think worthy was what is it? I don't. You
1: go ahead. You you. I know. I know you're dying to just say this. All right. The full name is officially new Pokemon Snap 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 n- we, And we- they answered the new because this is a sequel to Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64 Why don't they just call it Pokemon Snap 2 or
0: something The new iteration bothers me but that's just stupid Anyway, um, I'm not familiar with Pokemon Snap, I, n- I didn't grow up with Pokemon Snap what do you do? You just go around taking pictures of Pokemon?
1: Yep, but you, the, how you take the pictures, you get rated on your photos. Oh, okay. So you have to find the opportune moments, and you have to make, you have to kind of go out of your way to make those opportune moments, those ideal photos happen. Some Pokemon won't even show themselves unless you do something, like uh, you can throw food out there. To attract them, or or other. That's just a basic example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you play around with the environment. Uh, the original, you were on like I don't know, like a minecart <clears throat> roller coaster type thing. You're kind of like always. It was on rails. You're always going forward. So time was of the essence when you try when you're trying to cart your way through this environment uh, automatically to try to snap the right photo to capture the right Pokemon, and then at the end of that cart trip all your photos get rated and get scored on those photos and stuff yep so it's gonna have those things at a minimum that i can predict yeah if i had to guess it would have those things at a minimum and then some obviously better graphics more diverse pokemon and hopefully way more diverse interactions that you can have and i can imagine potential like multi-pathing galore uh, if they are going to maintain that on on rails photo snapping aspect, right?
0: I was gonna. I I hadn't seen anything regarding that whether you were going to be in a three D space, uh, or if it was going to be on rails. And I you don't even really get that indication in the trailer either. Um, it doesn't doesn't really get into that. And maybe we'll see more next week. Um, and we actually, or not we you actually mentioned this a while back. Yep. When, when pokemon i i forget what it was there was a rumor that they had something was it new coming out or like uh i, I don't remember exactly what it was
1: um yep. but it, you know. it was it was uh, uh what was it uh, they were talking about hiring more for Pokemon or using the assets that they developed for the uh Pokemon sword and Shield using those assets to quickly come up with an, another iteration of Pokemon quickly. It's like quick spin, something new. Right. And I said specifically, Pokemon Snap would be ideal for it because you don't have to necessarily introduce nuanced gameplay mechanics. No, just animation. it leverages the animation and the artwork and the assets. It, it's a game a lot about that. Yes, there's gameplay mechanics and stuff like that, but... When you have the assets and the artwork done, it's the, the game in the franchise that could benefit the most from quickly being spun up. And maybe I said that because I have some insider knowledge. or Maybe I said that because I have just awesome Spidey sense. Or, or maybe I said that because I am a genius. Or, or <laughs> I rolled the dice and I got lucky. But you all know how I feel about chance and luck.
0: Do, do we, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's that's going to be it for new game announcements. Man, There, there and there's still more to come. Uh, Nintendo hasn't done a Nintendo Direct. I kind of feel like we're getting close to that. It is around EA, E3 times, so there's still a lot more of those digital kind of events occurring. Um, but, yeah, there, there's probably going to be a lot more. It is that time of year. All right, so we got some uh, quick hit news. We got a new DLC package, free package, added to Divinity Original Sin 2, kind of like their gift bag type of deal that they've been doing. This one includes four sets of uh, armor, uh, magical ancient armor sets, includes new enemies, encounters, and and a new undead dragon boss, in addition to new loot and lore. So it's kind of added um, a little bit of a uh, little bit of story elements, new cool boss. That I don't know if I'll go back and play that. I, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work. If I have to restart a new game, if that's the case, I will not go back. But if I can just jump in, add that, I may just take on that boss. I don't know. Um, but
1: I don't know why they're adding to a game that's already so big. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I all right.
0: You want to talk about unused assets? I think these guys have some of that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, maybe they're just putting some of that to use. They also had a game that they're, is it uh, Divinity Fallen Heroes, where it looked and played very similar to Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, which I think they're kind of reutilizing and packaging to Baldur's Gate, their, their other project they're working on. So I think, I think there's kind of a mix of both. So they have the Fallen Heroes, and what are they doing with it? Are they... Are using some of those with Baldur's Gate 3? Are they using some of those with some of these DLC packages? Or or what? Or, or are they just waiting on that until Baldur's Gate 3 is done? I don't know. Um, but that is uh, available right now. Then we had some a new... Um, I guess you can... Not a mini-direct. It was kind of just an expansive look or an overview trailer for Paper Mario, the Origami King. It showed some yeah, of the
1: five minutes long. Yeah, or something.
0: so it showed us some a, a lot of the companions. I don't know if it's all of them. I have no idea. Um, some of the combat information, uh, the way that the ring is going to work, which was... Uh, is It's kind of interesting. Some people are, I don't know, I think on the fence still about that. It also showed off some of the bosses. I thought this was very spoilery, to be honest with you. I think... I, I was hoping that they would hold some of this information closer to the vest, but
1: nah it's this is not spoiler
0: stuff. I don't know. They were showing big bosses, big bosses. um yeah. if you're sensitive to that, we are going to go over some of those bosses I, I I think I think in my opinion, this was the lamest thing about this whole the whole thing. I don't mind the combat i I'm okay with trying something new like that. I have no problems with that. Um, I, it doesn't have, it does have bigger numbers than your thousand year door, as far as damages are concerned. So
1: slightly bigger.
0: Yep. It has a little bit of that. Um, I don't mind, I like the locations. I, I don't mind that at all, but the bosses, they just feel, they feel like out of place, you know, uh, I don't know if you got that impression. They just feel like out of left field. They feel really off.
2: What?
1: Uh, which boss are you talking about? Because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen.
0: You haven't about. seen what the bosses?
1: I'm, I've I've saw some things that look like they're bosses, well, but they, it they doesn't said, seem of at all.
0: They said they were bosses, so I think one of them was. Um, I'm trying to pull up exactly what it was. Uh, the, the big blooper. I'm talking about like one was a set of pen, uh, colored pencils. One was a rubber band man. Um, oh, the one was a tape dispenser. Like I don't, I don't know. It felt like I, I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it fits. I think. Okay, or uh, I get it's the paper aesthetic, the origami yeah. aesthetic. But I mean, arts and crafts
1: type stuff.
0: I know, but it's just, I don't know. That I think that's, and that's where you may lose people is with that.
1: Okay. I get that argument. You know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. I am not drinking that that Kool-Aid, whatever. Yeah. I'm putting it down. Not having it. Get rid of that stuff. It's just do it. Nintendo, no, don't do that. Oh,
0: Stop it. No, they're they're doing it. They are doing it. And maybe there maybe there will be other bosses. Maybe these are just the bosses they wanted to show us.
1: I, I think there's definitely going to be more traditional boss fights. I think there, they showed off a. There was like this you're on a ship and they showed off this big giant blooper, you know, Kraken style blooper. Yep. Uh, and that is probably going to be a boss battle. They showed, uh, so the combat, right? Mm-hmm. The, the ring based stuff when they're describing that. They showed your party member. A party member. With you the yep. Well, that, that's usually how it is. It's one party member in Mario. And you choose which party member you want to have. Typically you'll choose which party member you want to have with you. Mm -hmm. And then they showed more in-depth. Just the the crazy amount of flexibility you have with this ring-based system, it's pretty in-depth. The whole so yeah, you can change, you choose the ring, then you swap, but then you can also flip. You can kind of take enemies and put them on the you could slide, they call the slide. And you can right. shift them to the opposite end of, uh, like, the other side of the of the pizza pie ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... That's going to lead to... in the fact that you're timed on it, I really like that. That's going to lead to some, like, really cool... Tense nuance. moments. <laughs> yeah, tense puzzle-solving combat mechanics. Mm-hmm. So I think it's... Uh, you know, figure out what you have to do and then, I don't know if you have to figure out what you have to do in between each attack that might be overly excessive or maybe it's at the start of combat you try to orient put take the, the layout of the battlefield to your advantage as much as you can and then after you've done that, you go into regular traditional Paper Mario combat Right, right I think that's <clears throat> what it might be
0: and who knows, maybe we'll get another in-depth or some sort of, like, specific direct for Paper Mario. Because, honestly, this and Breath of the Wild 2 are, like, the only things Nintendo that I'm thinking of for this year. Uh, am I missing anything?
1: We've already had a, quite a few uh, big gamers that released.
0: I'm, I'm talking from here on out from here on out for nintendo it's we bre- got this this and breath the
1: other one you said we got
0: breath of the wild 2 maybe that didn't happen. right maybe like what a, like we got like 6 more months of like possibilities and we know nothing metroid prime trilogy we don't know that we don't
1: actually sorry sorry we're not getting that what, what i know mean? this we are not getting it oh Okay. Because. Because. We are getting what I meant to say. Metroid Prime 4. No. No, no. No. We're getting the Super Metroid remake, or that. It's not Metroid Dread, but a Metroid Dread. That's Uh, not. I'm not saying it's the Metroid Dread, but it is a Metroid Dread. It's either Super Metroid remade, completely remade. Or it's a sequel to Metroid Fusion, which would make a Metroid Five. Right. I still,
0: I still don't think that's enough for s- six months. And we heard- shut your mouth. You shut your, shut mouth. your mouth. No, you no. Shut your- like there should be more, right?
1: <laughs> Are
0: you kidding me? A to the greatest game ever made. Listen, we need more from Nintendo. They've- Second
1: greatest game ever made. Sorry.
0: They've been totally absent this year and i understand there's a lot going on right now in the world but we need more
1: yes i agree just if it's just those two yes we still need more wasn't there another game that is oh pikmin 4 we don't
0: know about i mean we know nothing about pikmin 4
1: yeah that's true but but there are rumors wasn't there another oh yes, there is.
0: There was a Pikmin like uh Mario,
1: Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, like, Super Mario Sixty Four.
0: Rumors. Like there's nothing slated, there's nothing like
1: in Super context. Mario 3D World. We got nothing. We got nothing. John. Uh, you say nothing. I'm I'm calling out things that have been rumored heavily. Just, all
0: right, we can't go based on rumors. We cannot do it. We got nothing. are
1: very good rumors, though. very good.
0: I I can't I can't base Reliable. that I can't base it on a because rumor.
1: Paper Mario, yeah, was part of a rumor.
0: Doesn't matter. It substantiates oh, it substantiates oh, a rumor. Right, it substantiates a rumor, but it doesn't verify it. All right, we have a partially true rumor. Yeah, someone got lucky. Like you no one got Like with your Pokémon snap.
1: Partially true. You know what else? <laughs> he's gonna come up here
0: what's that earthbound no all right we're moving on um what i actually mean is mother three it's not happening all right um just to kind of just also say about the bosses in paper mario um i am i do have it paused on a frame where there is a it looks like a dragon or a, a water dragon boss fight so maybe there are other bosses like you had said there are other bosses there and they just they showed us the most hideous one. Maybe that's the possibility.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. I I hope they don't go too crazy with gimmicky yeah. boss fight battles. Yep. So I'm I'm with you on that because you know seeing some of these you know crayon whatever type stuff, it it does look a little bit gimmicky, especially with the game board thing where you're sort of starting from the outside of the of the ring and working your way in.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's just, like, a mechanic they're using to um, put the world together. Do you know what I mean? So, say, for example, you take on these colored pencils, and all of a sudden you beat them, and then your world gets more colorful. Or the rubber bands, maybe that does something else. Maybe these are kind of, like, side bosses or optional bosses. I don't know. That's just the way my brain took that one. But, anyway- but did
2: you
1: see the part where the audience, a.k.a. the Toads, are assisting in combat?
0: I did. You you were very happy about
1: that. Oh, they, they're, they're, they're like, they, they, they're all in a circle, standing in a circle outside of the ring, and they threw a whole bunch of junk all <laughs> over the place, and they gave Mario a health, or some item, and they, they did damage to the paper mache stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think it's gonna be fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's gonna be fun. I, am definitely get it. I'm definitely gonna get it. Just I won't even wait how it reviews. It's gonna,
1: it's gonna be got by me. All right. And I, will, I will. say this. If you do not like this, that doesn't mean you're you're off the hook for playing <laughs> Thousand Year Door. Okay. I will
0: eventually. Yeah. I have to do it.
1: You're still on the hook for Thousand Year Door. Now,
0: here's the do- The thing, though, like if that rumor is true, and say, for example, they are going to do a Thousand Year Door remake or remaster or bring it to Switch, I have no excuse at that point, right? I just got to okay, do wait. it. What rumor? If there is a rumor out there. Oh, okay. Right. Um, was, uh,
1: you're throwing a, you're throwing like a 180. I don't
0: know. Nah, Whoa, no, what? no, no, no. I, I know, no, I know nothing, Jon Snow. I know oh, nothing. Okay. All right. Moving on, Ubisoft Gods and Monsters gameplay footage leaked, and apparently um, this has been taken down everywhere, because I cannot find, well, I, I did find yeah. it, I was able to find it, but it took a lot of work to actually try and find it. Uh, Ubisoft... And
1: it definitely happened.
0: Yes, it definitely did happen. The Ubisoft's yeah. Gods and Monsters, which is coming to the Nintendo Switch, was revealed at the E3 last year, and there definitely and there was, understandably, a lot of excitement around the announcement as many were quick to point out the similarities between it and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We are now way past its initial release date of February 2020, but due to Google Stadia accidentally releasing an early build of the game on its platform recently, some players got to try it out. Good old Google Stadia, thank you for joining the fight. I, I did get to see it I, I was able to, again, you gotta do some digging, cause even this initial um, tweet that I think is what got a lot of attention, it's been copyrighted, so you can't even yeah. you can't even get it there, so you gotta really, really search for it but yeah I, I because of the similarities between this and Breath of the Wild is why a lot of people are interested in it uh, and, and yeah, it did look kinda cool, kind of uh I I think it I think it may be maybe worth keeping a good eye on it that's for sure. Absolutely. And um I don't know when it's slated to come out again like it I had mentioned February 2020 was the initial release date. Things got a little haywire wonky. So I I honestly don't even know where they're at. It says here in the article we'll keep a close eye out for any more details about the game like its launch date on Switch or any development progress.
1: Well, I'll... I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna anyway, in a very cryptic way, if you want to learn more about uh, Gods and Monsters, July 12th. July 12th. That's the date. Pay attention to what happens July 12th.
0: July 12th. What the July 12th. Okay. July 12th, don't guys.
1: Worry. Don't worry about. It. July it's... 12th, that's the date. You'll find out more about that game.
0: Cool. <laughs> um that was very cryptic. I don't know what that means. So for a um a digital showcase that I kind of wanted to highlight here, New Game Plus Expo. Uh we have a schedule and um that they've come out with. This is going to be coming out on june 23rd 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern the 23rd can you remind me or tell me what date uh day of the week that is uh 23rd sure
1: that's a wednesday tuesday sorry tuesday it
0: is a tuesday eh? all right cool
1: this is an upcoming tuesday
0: and i think we're gonna see a lot for switch support here um a lot of these companies uh majorly support the switch we have inti creates natsume sega slash atlas pm studios and this (laughs) this is actually in order okay um idea factory international gung-ho online nis america way forward snk corporation and playism and it starts at nine so maybe there's like a uh kind of a pre-game show type of thing and
1: why did you laugh at pm studios no i didn't i laughed at sega you don't think... Wh- why'd you laugh at Sega? It's Sega. They deserve to be laughed at. Sega! Um, I don't know. How the money have fallen, but Atlas... I, I, say, I,
0: I say it all the time. Nintendo won the console war. That's, that's it. Uh,
1: so, no, no, I fully agree. Uh, but <laughs> Atlas is incredible. And um, that's probably the, the one company out of this list that I'm most excited for. The yep. only thing that is unfortunate is that the time slot for Sega Atlas is only a half hour. Meanwhile, you have uh, Idea Factory, Int, Int, yep. whatever, Idea Factory has a full hour, mm. and Goho America has a full hour. Right. And Niz America, which I kind of understand, Niz does bring a lot of stuff over, they have a full hour. Way forward, a full hour. Not sure how that happens, but they do a lot of side stuff and port work right. uh, and license work. So I can, they, they might be able to fill that out pretty good. So those three, four, having a full hour, three games, uh, three studio or yeah. publishers having yeah. a full hour for themselves, and Sega probably being the biggest one out of this list. Sega Atlas. Right. Combined, right? They're, they're certainly the biggest, but they have a half hour.
0: That's You're right. The, I, I didn't catch that the first time. I, I wasn't looking at the times. But it looks like the earlier, like, maybe the first half, are uh, all half-hour increments and then it just gets, uh, you know, goes into about an hour increments after that. And for Sega Atlas...
1: Yeah, just a half-hour again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, for the most part. Uh, but, you're right. It, it goes through 3 to 3.30 with SNK and then Playism. But for Sega to have only a half-hour? It better be an impactful half hour Sega and, uh, and it's Atlas. It's
1: going to be some crappy Sonic game.
0: <laughs> you mean that's all they have? No, they have some other stuff. Like, don't, don't they have, I mean, they have Fantasy Star Online, right? That is a Sega product.
1: Yeah, well, fa- right now it's Fantasy Star Online. Ooh. Two. Right, two. Right. It's it's actually uh, kind of fairly new-ish. Mm-hmm. It's been out on PC and stuff like that. Uh what I'm more excited about is Yakuza. Oh yeah, because I would love to see some Yakuza games, especially the newest one, which is an
0: RPG. Yep, they are. They are indeed RPGs.
1: Over to the Switch, and Sega has uh, Creative Assembly, and create so which is not they they own Creative Assembly creative assembly does the total war franchise
0: oh yeah yeah. which are didn't we already get information on total war or am
1: i thinking something else uh i did post it did we not cover it here yeah so there is we skipped this but there is a total war game coming to the switch huh i skipped something did i not post it whoops there's a total war game coming to switch oh sorry not total war sorry Warhammer game coming to the Switch. You didn't post that either. <laughs> I didn't post that either. Yes, I know. Uh, but there is a Warhammer. It's, it's, it's been out for PC for a bit. It's kind of like a Diablo-style game. I don't think it's grid-turn-based tactics. I think it's more action-y. It's, uh, what was it, Warhammer Mechanis? Mechanicus? Uh, were they showing that off at PAX? Uh, they might have been. Let me just... ...quickly pull up this Warhammer game, of which there are so many, and hopefully I get the right
0: one. Yeah, good luck with that one. But yeah, Got it! Whoa,
1: well, hey! Holy cow! Yeah, that was quick, right? That's... So, it is going to be sort of what the... Probably Kill Team, if people are familiar with Warhammer Kill Team... uh. This game probably plays closer to that. It's going to be turn-based, tactical. I don't know if it's grids or not. Yes, it is grids. I can confirm it is grids. You got uh, some sort of initiative order sequencing of stuff. You have like a little squad. You're going up against an enemy squad. Uh, it's going to be a very nice Warhammer-esque RPG tactical combat experience. What was the name of the game you you cut out there? Warhammer Mechanicus. Oh, Mechanicus. War- Warhammer 40k, colon, Mechanicus. Oh, and you're
0: right. There are like a billion of those Warhammer games. Yeah, there's a lot of Warhammer. Warhammer's huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It'll probably just be like one or two Sonic games, and that, that'll be it.
1: And what I was going to say is, hopefully it's a Creative Assembly game, probably uh, Total War series, and if it's Total War, hopefully, cr- fingers crossed, it's uh, Warhammer. Total War Warhammer. Total the War. Warhammer Total
0: War. I think it's Total War Warhammer, but
1: yeah,
0: the second one, sequel. The Dos.
1: Dos. Probably yes. not going to be it.
0: Though. No, probably not. One. Probably not. But yeah, that's that's coming. Uh, is it next? Yeah, next week. Tuesday. In, in three, three, three days. Nice. All right. Three days. Three days. Yeah. Four days. It's coming in a few days. All right, uh, AT and T. All right, you be you. You guys are probably like AT and T. Like what? What? What the heck? Are you talking about? AT and T is discussing a potential sale of its Warner Brothers gaming division for about four dollars. Sorry, four billion dollars. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I think you, you've mentioned to me off air that, um, there have been certain game franchises that have gone for about that. So considering,
1: Singular game yeah,
0: franchise. yeah for example, you you mentioned Minecraft. I don't know. I'd have to
1: actually look that up, um, yep. to confirm, uh, but Roche studio got sold for right around 4 billion. I think it was like 2 billion in cash and 2 billion in stocks. Or it could be four billion cash, four billion in stocks. To what, ga- the what game was this? Mine uh well, Mojang Studios. Oh, and that, okay. the only thing they had was Minecraft. Yeah, right, right. Their only game. So Minecraft sold for four billion. And that was five years ago, give or take? Right. Right around five maybe maybe longer than that. Maybe that was like eight years ago. it's, it's been a while. Uh and now we're up to today, so inflation and stuff like that. And we have a studio that's responsible for multiple franchises only selling for 4 billion. So it's yes 4 billion is a lot, but you know it kind of shows you that 4 billion for a studio that or a collection of studios that's been responsible for some of the greatest games of all time or some of the biggest, you know, game best games of the year, right? Like the Batman franchise, the Shadows sure. of Mordor, Shadows of War, et cetera.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm kind of surprised about this. So far, EA, Take-Two, and Activision have all expressed interest in buying the division. At this time, a deal is not assured or imminent. According to CNBC, the deal might involve a commercial licensing agreement where AT&T can continue to get revenue from its IP. What IP? What? That's what it says in, in the article.
1: I I see that, but...
0: What IP? I'm guessing the Warner Brothers is the... Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment is the intellectual property.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing that Warner Brothers has is... uh, The Lord of the Rings. There might be some other smaller stuff, but I think that's probably the biggest thing that they might own. They certainly don't own the Batman franchise. No. no, I don't think they do. I don't know. It's interesting... Of the companies, EA, Take-Two, and Activision, which of those three would you want them to, to be the gobbler of the goods?
0: Not EA. I have so much disdain for
1: EA. I'm sorry. I, I, just, uh... I, w- I would rather EA get it than Activision. Why? Because at least EA, <laughs> every now and then, reluctantly does the right stuff because they were doing evil stuff for so long, whereas Activision always does the evil stuff and they get worse and worse and worse.
0: What Battlefront 2 came out like
1: 3 years ago and that was that had terrible stuff in it. And EA reluctantly put their tails <laughs> behind their legs and and cleaned up house and uh you know was I don't know what the word is but they they fixed their folly. They oh, kind of made made good after
0: after many people that game was about to bomb. I don't know if it's if it's
1: considered a success at all. Um, Meanwhile, you have ActVision who's responsible for destroying one of the most beloved video game publisher developers of all time.
0: You talking about they the
1: Destroy Blizzard. Yeah. They Blizzard is a laughingstock now. They are just I I used to be a huge Blizzard was My number one or number two—I think Nintendo being my number one, and Blizzard was my number two favorite developer. Period. Yep. Until this merger, and it's it's just been a downward spiral.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I could see where you were not like that, but Blizzard—I mean, they got they got to like take accountability for their own shortcomings here, right? Like you can't just you can't company. I know but he, you can't just all blame it on the acquisition
1: of Activision. Is no. It? Look. Oh, well, yes I can and I did and I will, right? <laughs> it was so bad that the CEO, the owner of of Blizzard, he stepped down like 2 years ago.
0: He was embarrassed. He got it. they got embarrassed because of they they held this giant event, right? For essentially what is become a mobile game. Or is a mobile. Oh, he did step on before that. He probably knew it was coming to him. Oh, he knew. He
1: knew. (laughs) He was probably fighting tooth and nail to to like keep the blizzard that everyone loved still intact in Activision the the Activision group, the the business people of Activision just like wore him down over the years. It was uh, Mike Morheim.
2: Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wore him down, and that's it.
0: So why are you taking the two evil companies and just kind of looking over Take Two? Like why? Two. Why are you? Okay? I know that's what I mean. Why would you want EA and their evil doings and
1: kind yeah, of acting Take Two? Oh, okay. I thought you were take, take Two. Okay. But then after that, if Take Two doesn't get it, I hope EA gets it over acquisition. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well,
0: I don't know. I don't know about that one either. If Take Two can't have it, nobody can have it. That's it.
1: Activ- Activision did the whole You you wait in a lobby to start your next game of Call of Duty. Other people are in that same lobby. They buy a loot box. It shows up, and you get to witness them open up all the goodies in that loot box. <laughs> it's you ca- die. You die in Call of Duty. It shows you the gear. The bought gear of the person that the person was using in order to kill you, right? Like, come on, that is some dirty tactic. Of course it is. I don't want. To, I don't want
0: either one of those companies in, involved in there. Like, they're, I don't know. They're, they're all terrible. They're all dirty. Except for all Take Two. Take Two is a little, little better, or oh, a lot I think better actually.
2: Got
1: so much bad wrath that they're- they are. They're. They have stepped. So far back into doing the loop boxy stuff. Yep. That maybe they're just too afraid to do it ever again. Hopefully.
0: They, they did it to two games back to back. They did it with Battlefront and then Battlefront 2,
1: didn't they? Oh, more than just they they've done it, they've been doing it for all their sports games. Oh yeah,
0: no doubt about that. Yeah.
1: In a very bad way, but you know.
0: Keep keep so- EA and their dirty, gr- money grungy tactics away from any games. I'm sorry. Oh.
1: Activision Blizzard is very money hungry. They're just as greedy as EA, and right. potentially worse. And then you also have the whole fiasco of Activision Blizzard doing first off the the mobile Diablo stuff, and then the uh, the whole China oh. uh, free Hong Kong thing. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So yeah. It, so keep them both Activision away. Is they're under they're they're under the control of. Of big money China.
2: Yep.
0: I don't want any one of those companies except for Take Two. Keep, keep them both away.
2: That right. would be great. What would if be great? Nintendo
0: got them. Oh. It would never happen. It would never happen. Yeah. Why isn't Nintendo's name getting thrown in there?
1: I mean, honestly, if these three companies weren't named, I would have guessed uh, Microsoft.
0: That actually would be a very smart decision for Microsoft to get to get exclusives like Batman and and the Lord of the Rings. To get those exclusives would be phenomenal. Where you know PlayStation or Sony has Spider Man, you know, while we have
1: Batman. Yeah, and Batman's the best of the DC properties. You know, I think uh, Mortal Kombat might be Warner Brothers. Is it? The people who make more uh Mortal Kombat. Because uh they do DC they the do... DC fighting game. Right, 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 right. Books. Um hmm. They've also I think the newest Mortal Kombat ha- uh got like the Joker in there or something like that.
0: You're right, they do have some DC characters there. Um I'm trying to look here. Designer developers obviously they're not a developer they would be under maybe publisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: they own Mortal Kombat.
0: Okay. Well,
1: Warner I, I don't oh, let's
0: see. I don't think that. Yeah, I I do see it here Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. I I don't I, that wouldn't be a great idea maybe for them to go full exclusive with a Mortal Kombat game, but why not the other ones right? So, there may be Tomb Raider games. I'm kind of looking at all the lists now. I it's, it's They, actually they don't
1: one. own Tomb Raider.
0: No? Maybe That's they, Square you, Enix. Maybe they
2: used to? Maybe they
1: used to. Okay. I'm pretty sure Square... I think Square owns Tomb Raider.
0: Yeah, Square Enix uh, eventually took over the company. Yeah, yeah it is Square. Yep. But yeah, you got the Batman, you got the Lord of the Rings, you got the Mortal Kombat.
1: They've got other stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. right, right, right.
1: So, it'll be interesting to see. We'll see what happens.
0: Fear, the Fear series, Injustice, some of the Lego games.
1: Oh, the Lego game. That's a big deal. Yeah. A lot of those, almost all of them are on the Switch. Yeah. Or the notable ones, at least.
0: Yeah, so it's Batman, Fear, Injustice, Lego, Middle Earth, Mortal Kombat, and Scribblenauts.
1: Scrabble knots, I think every iteration except for the the mobile one came to switch, or not switch, but Nintendo <laughs> platforms. Nintendo platforms, yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, Microsoft would be a good uh, good place for it. Microsoft and Nintendo play well together, so. I mean, just because Microsoft owns it does not mean it needs to be exclusive to them. But yeah. Um you had put this one in here Shadow Man Remastered debut trailer.
1: What? Yep. What am I looking at here? It's coming back. Shadow Man, a game that released way back in 1999 for the what? N64, Dreamcast, PC, and I think PlayStation is being remastered, you know, improved visuals and uh better lighting, some anti-aliasing and other Little minor bells and whistle updates, so it doesn't look completely ugly. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's coming to the Switch and to other platforms, and that's that's cool because this was actually a really good game. It's it's a it's somewhere scored somewhere in the eights, so it's it's a great game, and it was weird and quirky. I can't remember if I played it or not, or I just paid attention to it because this is going back, you know, 21 years ago, so it's hard to remember back then. I might have played it temporarily on the Nintendo 64, but it had Metroidvania-esque elements. It's a horror game. You could uh, improve your health. You could eventually expand your health. Uh, You could cast spells of sorts via the skull, voodoo, skull thing. Uh, you could also have... Uh, you could shoot different weapons. Uh, everything was very like, horror-esque. It was uh, I, very Hellraiser-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going through a labyrinth of environments. I, from what I remember, a lot of it was indoors, but there might have been some outdoor environments as well. So it, it's just an interesting kind of blast from the past that they are remaking. And this is not a... Oh, it happened to be the, uh, the people that handle the Turok remasters are doing this. So, okay. Night Dive
2: Studios. Yep. So
1: that's cool to, to hear. And, you know, this is, and this is actually kind of funny because it's, you know, another Turok, right? The original Turok games coming from the N64. And now they're remastering Shadow Man 64 or Shadow Man, which was on the 64. So, they're remastering it, bringing it over because this is a game that def- definitely did not get enough people to play it initially. So.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if this one's for me. Um, But as you can clearly see from the newly released trailer, please watch the trailer. They've cleaned up edges. They've cleaned up around the edges and added improved shadow mapping per pixel lighting, anti-aliasing, and missing content that was cut off from the original game. This version looks like it was based off the later released Dreamcast version of Shadow Man. Um, a release date hasn't been announced, but it has been confirmed for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Yeah. And and way better lighting. Like the lighting <clears throat> is, they have they have actual casted shadows, and uh, you know they have lots of magical effects all over the place. There's there's some fights that you can see in the trailer where there's just like magic spells going on like crazy, uh, whether it be from you or from the enemy as well. So uh, it's just there's three D platforming. It looks like it looks like it handles pretty smoothly too so it looks dated i think that's my biggest issue with it it just looks looks dated it looks it but once again it's always how it plays i've seen modern new indie games look worse than this definitely look way worse than this so it's all about how it plays and it originally played well enough to score in the mid to upper 80s so Mm -hmm. definitely pay attention All
0: right. I don't know if I'm going to pay attention to it, but that's just me. Um. Alright, a uh, new trademark that Square Enix filed. It's uh, Sabarash- Sabarashiki Konosekai. Do you know what that means?
1: The world ends with you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so a new trademark. Sorry, I put you on the spot there. Probably my Japanese isn't quite what it used to be, uh, but The new trademark Square Enix filed for The World Ends With You in Japan on June 1st has gone public today. So, does this mean we get a new one?
1: Yes. Yes. Moving on! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. It it means that they they already brought The World Ends With You to the Switch. Yep. Which means they already had to have, somewhat recently... Uh, re renew their trademark, yeah, right. So, the fact that they're renewing it again, this is in preparation for a sequel. Because, guess what? A lot of people want a sequel to this game, including me. Mm -hmm. I love the original game on DS, absolutely incredible. So, yeah, this is definitely bringing back this right here. This is a better RPG than Persona. Okay. This, this this is the high schooler in Japan RPG experience that I think is way more worthwhile than what Persona tried pulling off. Right, right, Persona right. 5.
0: Now, the the thing of it is though, the the remake I guess that they made for the Switch, the ultimate or the best way to play that is on the DS. From Yeah. I think it was you that had said that. So, maybe getting a game from the ground up that's meant to be played on the Switch is a better is a better way.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting because they would have to change the combat system dramatically because it was entirely touch control on the DS. So, and that's fine if they change it up. That's cool if they keep the weird POG badge, whatever button. I think it was POGs. That, I what, that I, thing? I it was... What it was. it was, it was like little circular discs yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can equip, and then you kind of like you can uh, uh, push them up against others and stuff. It was, it was weird and quirky. It was cool. <laughs> the best part about the game, or one of the best parts about the game, is is the clothing system. You had you could change your clothes, and depending on the brand of your clothes, that had an impact on different aspects of the game both combat wise outside of combat and and you could look you could just like uh part of increasing your stats was you'd go to like a store and order a hamburger and french fries and eat that and that would increase your stats in certain ways permanently increase your stats in certain ways it was just cool and quirky yeah, that is weird
0: yeah it's like got a lot of different like things that's
1: pretty cool, cool. It was all in Shibuya, so you're like in like Shibuya, Japan, Tokyo, and just doing like cool young adult teenager type stuff. Right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, looking
0: forward to whatever they may have going. Maybe we'll hear something in a Nintendo Direct soon. But that's gonna do it for for the news. We have some upcoming RPGs coming up. This seems like they're all on the same day, Uh, June twenty fifth. Tower of Time. Tower of Time is a tactical RPG. Um, we will be covering it on, on our site. Uh, I think that's also getting released on the Xbox as well. I'm not sure about PC. I know it is also on PC. I don't know about PlayStation. But Tower of Time is a really cool game. Maiden um, Tower, Midden Tower is another Chemco creation. Just leave it at that if you're familiar with Kemco. Um you're familiar <laughs> with this game. <laughs> uh Grimshade Grimshade is another game on the 25th. Um let me uh open this up. One, second. <clears throat> oh. Grimshade is a, another um is a tactical strategy RPG with uh, it's got turn, you know, it's got turn-based elements. I'm kind of digging
1: the art, art style here. I don't know if it's tactical though. Okay, maybe it's just strategy then. No, I don't I don't I don't think it's tactical or strategy to to the to the label sense some certain there's tactics and strategy involved, but I don't see typically when you when you think tactical or strategy, you assume that there's positioning involved. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a thing. Like movement and positioning. Not just positioning, but
0: movement. Right. Uh, Just by the description, complex, tactical, turn-based battles, a variety of elaborate enemies won't let you complete the whole game using a single tactic or invincible team build. Choose wisely the squad you take in a fight. Proper positioning and awareness are essential to your success struggling against powerful foes. That's just one of the bullet points that they have in their
1: key features. Well they said uh proper positioning, so yeah, perhaps it is tactical. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um I'm just, I'm just looking at the screenshots so I couldn't confirm whether there was a yeah,
0: grid or of some sort. Yeah, you really can't tell from the from the screenshots. But I don't know. Um take a look at it. It does look like it's got a cell shaded animated design.
1: It looks good. The art the art style looks good, I like it.
0: Yeah. So that is coming out on the Twenty uh, fifth of June, uh, I lost my. I think
1: that's one. That's one to pay attention to. That one. That one could be a good one.
0: Yeah, I, I think Tower of Time might be as well. Um yep. But I, I, I've only played it for the three sixty, and I actually enjoyed it. So, uh, the Forgotten Lands is another game coming out on the twenty fifth. That is a kind of a gem puzzly type of uh, RPG. Uh, if you've played Gems of War, uh, if you're familiar with that. This is kind of in that same ballpark. How is this an RPG? You haven't played Gems of War, have you?
1: Is there a story?
0: Yes, in Gems of War there is a story. Is there a world to explore? There is a world to explore in Gems of War.
1: An actual world?
0: An actual world. And it's free to play, Johnny. Gems of War.
1: All right. So, are there NPCs? Are there quests? Yep. Look it up, Johnny. I think you're just saying that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. This looks like a puzzle game. I don't, I don't see any RPG No, no, stuff. no.
0: G- Gems of War is very much an RPG. Um uh, honestly, um uh, you won't know it until you play it. Um I, I'd have to look it up to bring up specific aspect. Specific
1: I'll, aspect. I'll do some homework. After I'm cause...
0: not. Do, I'm not doing the homework for you, Johnny. You got to do your own homework I'll, sometimes.
1: I'll do the homework. This will be my homework.
0: All right. Then we have Brigandine, the Legend of Runerger. We've talked about that quite a number of times here. Uh, very yeah. much a tactical strategy RPG. Um, in the same realm uh, as Fire Emblem, maybe. Except
1: hex-based, I don't think Fire Emblem ever was. Uh, Fire Emblem never did hex. This one is hex. So yeah, it's it's closer to Fire Emblem. There's uh, you do get uh, options for abilities to use uh, different ways of attacking or engaging in enemies. So there there is some nuances there. So it is interesting. It's definitely high budget. I mentioned before that there is some uh, translation. Stuff mm-hmm. like uh, grammar issues and stuff like that. But what I will say so, before I was kind of like on the fence a little bit, it it seemed like it could be really good, but it had weird quirkiness and stuff like that. I will say that Famitsu reviewed it, and I believe, I believe. they reviewed it pretty well. Uh, Brig ending. Alright, so, just pulling up the Famitsu scores. They gave it an 8. eight an 8. An 8 and a 9. So, an 8 and a quarter. 8 and a quarter, so 8.25. Yeah. Pretty good. So, yeah, that's that is pretty good. So, uh, Brigadine, The Legend of Runercia, perhaps wait for uh, more reviews to come out, but it's it's already according to Famitsu, it's already in the the greatness area. Um, and I don't know
0: where... I think for a game... And maybe maybe I'm just stuck in my bubble. I've never heard of... I, I don't know if this is a series or not. I think $50 may be a big ask for it. I don't know if that... I, I don't want to see something like
1: a price like that hold it, hold it back at all, but... I'm with you. It could be a, a big ask, but this is the kind of game that plays like... And I mentioned this before, it, it plays like uh, Dragon Force.
0: Yeah, you did so, mention it.
1: Yeah. It it doesn't play exactly it's like kinda like taking Dragon Force, the metagame of Dragon Force, and the combat battle maps of Fire Emblem. So yep. you know different, but if you just merge those two together, that's kind of what this game's more like. Yeah. A combination of those two. Um oh, a couple
0: so, a few things I neglected to mention. Tower of Time. $24.99. Um, Midden Tower, Miden Tower, Kemco game, $15. U.S. dollars. All these are U.S. dollars. Uh, Grimshade, $24.99. Uh, Brigandine, as I mentioned, $50. Hairs. Uh, and then we have our last one of for the week. June 26th at $20. We're looking at Yes, Your Grace. I know that you have some experience with Yes, Your Grace. Yep. Um, yep, I played the demo. Twenty dollars, the, the, the beta, twenty bucks. What are we looking at? Worth it? Ooh,
1: twenty bucks. Um, sure. I think twenty bucks is fine for it. But I never finished it, or I didn't even come close to finish it. It was definitely building up towards something bigger, storyline wise. And it's a game about making decisions. You're making lots of decisions. Uh, you will, you can walk around your castle, interact so there's, that's the most of the storyline element stuff is how the various NPCs that you're interacting with, whether it be, uh, your, your, the queen, your wife, uh, your daughters, you have, you have multiple daughters, so you're interacting with them and talking to them about, you know, cause they're going ones, they're going through different phases of their life. So one's in, one's in, one's a teenager. Uh, one is sort of preteen. Another one is still a child. Uh, there's you get prisoners of war, and then you can sit at your throne, and you start taking in an audience of, uh, of of, of your what's the word? Your your subjects. Okay. I think it's called. All like, right. So your subjects start to see you, and they're they they have like different complaints. They'll say, oh, or or even nobility will see you and stuff like that. And they'll ask like, "Oh, uh, we think this thing's happening," or you know, "my my tooth fell out of my mouth. Can you give <laughs> me some money?" They didn't say that. I'm just right, right, right. Saying that. <laughs> just a weird <laughs> example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but they'll they'll start doing that, and you have to make yes or no decisions. And your basin knows yes or no. Deci- like yes, you'll help them. No, you won't. But you have to base that on, uh, for example, they'll ask, "Give me some money." And now you have to double check with your available resources, and you know that if there's more people in line waiting, you know that some of them are probably going to ask for resources as well. So mm-hmm. if you say yes to that person, it could lead to having to say no to another person later on. Right. And that will all of these yes or no decisions will have a uh, will have an effect as you continue to play through the game because you'll 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 find out what the results of those decisions are, whether they be good or bad, you'll find out what the ramifications are as you continue to play. Hmm. so it's interesting it it's a very different style of game, but in, in a good way
0: yeah, yeah, yeah you're kind of the yes yes man um, you're the decision maker, you're the top dog, you're the king you're the king yep, cool. that is going to wrap up today's episode thank you so much for listening and uh, remember you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app if you listen on an app please give us a rating and review we want to climb up those charts on those platforms so your support there would be amazing and finally remember you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch until next time see you later